So I did the lotto last night, right? And I got an email to say, congratulations, you've won a prize, okay? Now, usually when I log in to the account on my app on my phone, I'll be like, oh, it's like a pound, it's like two pounds, something like that, right? Well, to my surprise, I won 30 pound in the lotto last night. Congratulations to me. Um, So I had three numbers on a bonus ball. Okay, and that got me 30 pounds. Now, if you got five numbers in a bonus ball, you win a million pounds. So, please, you know, Camelot, stop the company, up your prize money, because how does three numbers in a bonus ball get you 30 pounds, and five numbers in a bonus ball get you a million? I think I could have at least got a thousand or something, do you know what I mean? Meet me in the middle. And then if I got six numbers, which technically got four, but if I got six, I would have won 5.2 fucking million. It's not adding up. It's really not. Years ago, something like that happened with Ali. She had like five numbers and she won 1,800 points. I know. If she had got one more fucking number, she would have won the jackpot. I know. But we wouldn't be doing the middle. We wouldn't be doing this podcast right now. We'd be in the Bahamas. Hello and welcome to the newest episode of Gin and Bear, the podcast. I am your fabulous host, or in the words of Sinead, fabulous host, <laughs> uh, Kevin O'Connor-Jones, double barrel bitch. And with me today are returning guests and staple friends of the pod, Sinead and Saz. Hello, girls. Hello. Hi. And very special treat, uh, our newest get friend to the pod and our very first straight man to be on the pod, Tiernan. Hello, Tiernan. Hi, guys. <laughs> Don't be nervous. You'll find your face like we all did. <laughs> um, so welcome, everybody. Um, how has everyone's weeks been? Now, Tiernan, we usually go alphabetically. And Sinead is... To be fair, always last. So Sinead will not be last today. Saz, <laughs> <laughs> how's your week been? Any plans for the weekend? Uh, my week was fabulous. I bought a new car um, and I absolutely love it. So nothing can put a dampener on my week. Um, unless something happens tomorrow. That's not great. <laughs> um, Plans for the weekend. Don't really have any plans for my auntie's birthday, so going down home to see her and see the family and all, but that's about it. Lovely. What about you, Sinead? Um, uh, for once, my week's actually been okay. Um, so for the weekend, um, I'm going to see the new Poirot film tomorrow night, uh, A Haunting in Venice. So mm-hmm. um, hopefully that'll be good. Um, and then, I don't know, we'll see the crack on Saturday, Sunday. Just chill out. Open plans. Love her. Love her. Yeah. What about you, Tiernan? How was your week? How any plans for the weekend? Uh, week hasn't been anything special, anything particularly bad. It's just been kind of busy with work. Um, I've like done nothing but work all week. In terms of the weekend, I'm going to my friend's 30th on Saturday. Lovely. I'm coming back over from London, so that will hopefully be good. Lovely. What's your drink of choice? Probably just vodka lemonade. Oh, it's just the easiest. 
That was your chance to take Negroni's bagliata. <laughs> I actually kind of forgot about that. What's your drink of choice? <laughs> love it, love it. Are, are we all drinking tonight or are we all being sensible because it's a school night? Sensible. I'm being sensible. Tiernan, are you being sensible? I am being sensible. Oh my God, who am I with? Yes, <laughs> I'm the only one who's having a drink because I'm not working tomorrow. <laughs> you can drink enough for the rest of us. <laughs> easy, me. Okay, so um, my week. Thanks for asking, Cam. I would really love to cheer in that time to ask. <laughs> um, in my week, we'll get on to that later. What's right, and Mishik has been very fucking three other week, but um, yeah, it's been nothing too. Nothing too bad. It's just minor inconveniences and everything that we'll get into later. And this weekend, um, tomorrow, I'm going to see the in-laws. Um, have a few drinks. Um, and then Saturday, um, Shastra is coming around. Friends of the pod. I haven't actually physically seen Shastra since June, which is disgusting. But um, we're going to have wine um, and ketchup. And on Sunday... We're also going to see the new Hercure, whatever his name is, Pyro's Tata. Um, so yeah, we can discuss next week on the pod, Sinead. Yeah, there you go. Sounds good. Fabulous. Right. Fab. So we will get into the news and popular culture right away. Um, so I'll go through what I have and then I'll ask if you have anything to add, or any juicy gossip or tea. So this first story happened maybe two, two and a half weeks ago, and I can't believe I missed this. Um, and Sinead forgot to bring it up on the podcast. Um, and it's about Kanye or Yee's Italian blowjob. Have you seen it? <laughs> yes, on this boat. <laughs> They're not the only one Tiernan hasn't seen it either. Um, so yeah, apparently Kanye and his wife, her name is Bianca Sensori, is it? Um, they were on, in Venice on a holiday two, two and a half weeks ago. And they're on like, you know, by Venice is all water and they have to get boats everywhere. Um, so they're in a boat and there is like a driver on the boat and maybe a few other people. Um, and she is just flat out giving them a blowjob or it looks to be a blowjob in daylight in this boat in Venice. The paparazzi are all around them. There are people like on the dock in a restaurant that can clearly see in. And he's just the trousers down. You can see his ass. She's like on her hands or on her knees and her head is kind of in his lap. You don't see her, you don't see the action happening, but it's widely speculated that that is what happened. Um, any thoughts? <laughs> Fair play. <laughs> Dead right. <laughs> she, but the decorum, like, yeah, like, but, uh, it's all the like outfits and all you see that, well, what he's been going about in his birthday too. Or like with no shoes on and stuff, but what did you do? You think that I'd probably no, but no, I just mean it like the two of them in general, they're just so attention seeking or something. He's obviously not mentally well, like, but um, did you see the pic or the outfit she was wearing? It was like skin color tight, and then she had a cushion, she had no top on, but did a cushion from the hotel covering her boob. Yeah, like she just looks dead behind the eyes, like, there's no emotion there whatsoever, it just looks like she's being controlled. You don't know what McKenna did that then. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, that makes sense, Deb, behind the eyes. But 
it's it's when to be with Kanye West or Yee, whatever the fuck his name is, you would kind of have to be like dead behind the eyes, wouldn't you? Because he's just like goes on and on and on, doesn't it? We'll be so no, what are you going to do next? Huh? He'll be so annoying to be with. Like, he'd never shut up. Like, oh, I know. He's, like, he's obsessed with himself. I know. Oh, yeah. And he's not even that good looking. I think it's still like they're looking a wee bit of fame or whatever. Or yeah. their profile. Maybe she's a thing. She did maybe have a following before. And again, the girl, what do you call your dog before that? Was it somebody fox? What was she called? Really? The girl who was going out with before, and she just started wearing all these outrageous outfits. Was it Amber Rose? She... No. No, she was before Kim Kardashian. I can't think of her. Oh, name. Julia Fox. Julia Fox. Was she like an actress or something? Which was ah. well known, I don't think. But then, like, I feel like she did it to boost her profile, and then, like, she just, that she's continued wearing the outrageous outfits, like, but. She was the one with the hands all over her, wasn't she? It's like the Met Gala or something. I think so, uh... Um. So yeah. Um. What 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 I find awkward about you know we don't have that much to say about a blowjob story, but I think with with this it's like I felt really uncomfortable because I've seen like the video of it like not it happening but of just of the story and the driver of the boat is like facing Kanye West. It's it's like I'll put I'll post it on the story on Saturday, but like if you want to go Google this yourself, please feel free to. But it's just like it's 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 really uncomfortable, and you don't know whether also, it actually happened or was it a PR stunt. He looked like he was wearing a school blazer, and the the picture where the wee crack of his arse was hanging out was such a nick. <laughs> that was for last week. <laughs> I hope we at least give the like driver of the boat a good tip if he was going to be doing that on it. True. True. Have a bud of decor, you know. Mm. That wasn't the only tip given that day. Mm. <laughs> 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 right, moving on from blowjobs to raping cows. Um, have you heard of the British man who snuck into your farm in the middle of the night and had sex with a cow? No. No. Okay, I'm not surprised you haven't heard this because... It's very fucking rare. Um, but he was discovered when he triggered an alarm placed by the farmer. And a DNA sample proved that Liam Brown, 25, from Burton, near Dorset. <laughs> Straight up naming him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> had intercourse on the 12th of June, 2022. Oh. He pled guilty on the 25th of August this year at the Magistrates Court to sexual penetration with a living animal and causing unnecessary suffering to a cow. Um, to make matters worse, his family have been employed on that farm for years. So he was known to the farmer and the cows since childhood. <laughs> <laughs> and the journalist who I find this article quite funny, the line of the article was, it was an utterly despicable act that's it fine british journalism that's peak journalism a peak peak i mean he was he was released on bail but he's the pending sentencing on the 22nd of september which is today week isn't it 
So we will find out next week, hopefully, what has happened. But he should do time for that, that poor cow. He should not be on bail. He's a danger to other cows. That's not... Well, he's not a danger to the public. He's only a danger to cows. Yeah, but cows have feelings too. <laughs> I mean, you just kind of have to laugh because it's like, I know cows maybe don't have a conscious like conscience like us, but you don't want to see them get like raped. I'm just concerned about like the the like physics of it. Cows are pretty big. <laughs> Must have been standing on something. Yeah. I don't, uh, to be honest, I don't really want to picture how you done it, but... <laughs> <laughs> this might be a really stupid question. But if he... <laughs> finished in the car, like, can the car get pregnant? Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> but, like... Different species, that won't happen. You <laughs> create, like, a crossbreed. Some sort of cow human half-breed. <laughs> Here, strange things have happened. Just stands on two legs with like udders and just shits milk. <laughs> I mean, he could start the next world war. That cow could come back with a vengeance. Like humans are doing it. Here, if Mexico have brought out aliens, we might have, um, what are you called? P- cow people? Oh, I don't know, but... Oh, it's just like, what a dirty bastard. Like, just go have a, go home and have a wank over cow pictures or something. You don't have to go and fucking, like, have sex with the cow. Like, I know, like, when it comes to, like, mating in farms, the cows don't give consent. The bull is just done, I suppose. <laughs> but so that's why they accept normal. <laughs> I feel like we've spent enough time. I mean, like, I don't so understand the sex. <laughs> I just don't understand the attraction to the cow. I really don't get that. Leave the cow alone. <laughs> so we'll keep you updated on a sentence the next week. Um, okay. <laughs> um, did you see Rihanna had her little baby? Uh, so she had her second child with... ASAP Rocky, this is his name, I think. Um, and I love the name. She's called her daughter Riot Rose. Like R I O T. Mm-hmm. Like Kaiser Cheats, I predict a riot. Yeah. Um, and someone asked to put a meme up and was like, the Kaiser Cheats predicted this years ago. <laughs> um oh yeah. Congratulations. Oh, is it X it's like a letter or something, is it not? Or I'm nearly sure it's like a letter or something weird like that. I I mean, I just heard it on the radio because I was like, oh, that's a cute little name, right, Rose? Um, that's a little light piece in after the cow is special. Um, so the next one that I have is for school uniforms. Um, so I seen a TikToker during the week, um, and I don't remember the channel name right now, but I will post it on the story later. Um, and she was complaining about the models, the Belfast Boys Model School. Um, and she was complaining about the heat of the uniform, the heat of the weather and wearing these uniforms. So the school standards were jumper, blazer, trousers, etc. Even in the hot weather, you still had to wear a jumper and a blazer. 
Um, so she's like, fuck this. She sent her son into school in his like school PE uniform. So it's still technically school branded, but it's not like what you're supposed to wear during normal times. Um, and they put her son into isolation, citing he wasn't able to learn wearing what he was wearing. So she's took this like way up further and she, um, she's kicking off and she's got loads of traction on social media about this. Um, and similarly, I can't speak on this podcast every fucking week. Similarly. <laughs> Do you know what I don't record this podcast? I can fucking speak properly. This is so <laughs> aggravating. Anyways, I know I don't blame you. <laughs> You're all in my company enough to realize that I do speak properly. <laughs> um, another story I've seen with relation to school uniforms is in England there was somebody who bought their daughter um, like a supermarket kind of, maybe it was a Tesco F&F kind of skirt compared to the school branded skirt. Now there's no branding of the school. They look almost identical I think just the pleats in the skirt don't go as far up but you wouldn't really notice that and the school centre home again stating that it, it's not appropriate attire to learn in um, and the reason why I'm just bringing it up is because I just think it's all about control and then I know in certain work situations like if you work for an airline or you work in a hotel or something they do have strict uniform regulations but in the majority of the working world as long as you look professional enough, you can wear what you want. And it's hypocritical when there's hot weather in schools, for example, to tell children to wear a specific thing when the teachers are coming in in fucking sandals with no socks on, like the men as well. They're coming in in their summery flurry dresses. They're doing everything they can to keep cold. Why are the children made to wear all this shit? Yeah. It's all about control. You grow up like something like that. Then. It's yeah, it's all like, about just shooting kids that they will are and adults are in charge, and this is what we say to do, so do it. Yeah. I mean, if there's any kids listening to this podcast, stand up, fucking fight. <laughs> if there's any kids listening to this podcast, I don't want to one at a time. <laughs> <laughs> I said, if there's any kids listening to this podcast, you shouldn't be go to bed. No, they should be. I am going to change the word with my opinion. Oh, goodness. Sasha Chanin, he's next. <laughs> Do you want to go ahead, Frank? Okay. I know, I was just saying, the, the woman you were talking about, I'm pretty sure she said that he was put in, like, a reflection room or something until she came to collect him or whatever. But, like, fair enough, say, like, look, this is not the proper uniform tomorrow. Wear whatever you're supposed to wear, but don't send him home or whatever and isolate him. Like, mm -hmm. from, so he's missing out on whatever he was mm -hmm. be learning about in that class, so not doing him any good anyway. It's like with a colour. Remember people used to dye their hair in the summer holidays and they came back in September and their school, their hair wouldn't be the same colour, blah, blah, blah. It's like, how does the colour of your hair affect how you learn? It fucking doesn't. You fucking shit with mm -hmm. Like Our boys couldn't have buzz cuts or whatever. Uh, that kind of like social media. I'm sorry, like, all just like power trips from the, the principal. Mm -hmm. like, I want to show my authority, so I'm going to, you know, I have some medi mediocre of power in my life for going to abuse it just because I can Oh, I just don't get it. it. It winds me up. Like, it really does. When I think back to, like, 
school whenever we were all in school it was the exact fucking same and it just seems to be getting worse now and it's just like so I stand with that woman I stand with her son I stand with all people you should be able to send your child in in a decent uniform it doesn't have to be and it doesn't have to be branded because the price of those uniforms may I add and if you have a family of like fucking four weans or something and you have to get uniforms you're out of fortune before you even fucking send them to school and not now on top of it like an early day you didn't really have to do this but they have to buy their own books like exercise books where we were in school you just were given a book like it's just crazy it's like fucking mental how you dress does not affect or how you look does not affect how you learn so give it up (laughs) all right next story i have two more uh have you seen the whole scandal about the wolf tones at electric picnic yes okay turn in um so during their set uh, the audience were chanting Uya Um, and it's divided the nation with some suggesting that the people chanting were romanticising the troubles in the IRA whilst others stated that a, a big majority of the crowd weren't actually even born when the troubles were happening and they're only having a bit of crack and fun about their history. Um, and to make matters worse the Wolf Tones frontman Brian Warfield was also chanting it during their song Celtic Symphony. And Bertie Ahern, who was the former Taoiseach, was it? Yeah. Was he Taoiseach? Um, has said that the story is being overblown, but he does agree that young people should be educated on the history of the Troubles. What are your thoughts? Something like this not happened, like, not that long ago, but it was in is it like yeah, it happened when they played in Belfast last year. The Wolf Project, yeah. they had chanted up there. Uh, yeah, it happens every time the Wolf Tools play. It happened this year after the fell over in West Belfast. Every time they play, they sing Celtic Symphony. People chant up there. Uh, the unionists get raging about it, being like, this is an attack, you know, blah, 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 blah. This, you know, like romanticizing the IRA and like it's hurtful to the victims and all this. And it's like, well, it's just kind of funny. Like, it's just yeah. stupid. Um, they make such a big deal out of it that, and it happens every single time they do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, personally for me, I mean, like, I think, see, because I wasn't, I was maybe I, I was born in 93, so I'm, they were coming to an ish around then, or was the Good Friday Agreement in 93? I, I'm not really brushed up on my history because I don't really care about it, to be honest. The past should be in the past. Um, we should all just get on and fucking move on and take religion and politics out there because the world would be a better place if we did that but I can understand if if you say you had children or grandchildren and you were brought up in that they're going to hear your stories and they're going to instantly think of patriarchy and like I need to stand up for my country and my family and all this so I can understand why people might get offended but at the end of the day in my opinion and I'm not just saying that because this because I was raised Catholic or Irish or whatever but it's just a song I don't see the harm in it necessarily because like the other side sing songs about the Catholics as well they're just as bad but it just seems to be that like the Republican songs get penalised all the time whereas the Catholics can't bring up anything about the songs yeah, that it's, the, the other side sing it's very much like like you're saying there the 
the Catholic side were always sick. If they say Abdu'l-Ra, that's terrible. Mm. But yeah, they always order to march down the street, singing whatever they want. Yeah. And I said just saying Abdu'l-Ra isn't an attack on unionism, isn't an attack on Protestants. Yes, it might bring bad memories if they have a history where maybe a family was killed by the IRA. It can be a bit mean. Mm-hmm. But the unionists walk down the street every single we should kill all takes. Catholics are Scotland. Catholics deserve to be murdered for being Catholic. Mm-hmm. And that's seen as okay. That's their culture. But you can't say Abdu'l-Ra because that's an attack on unionism. It's like, well, no, it's just... To me, that's the same as saying, like, God save the Queen. Uh-huh. Or, like, whatever. Every other country has their, their, their thing they say to represent national pride, like, God save the Queen. Uh-huh. Um, things like that. And that's just kind of what Ireland is, is the raft because the IRA, even if we go back before the Troubles, were, were the national heroes. They were the liberators fighting for Ireland. Yes, the Troubles obviously did bad things. There's no getting away from that. But, like... You say God save the Queen, but yeah, the Royal Family did terrible things, are doing terrible things. Uh-huh. Oh, I it's kind of kind of ironic, I think, and like that they make such a big deal out of it. Yeah. hundred percent. I think there's a lot more to be worried about than people saying about the other concert like. Yeah, there's probably a lot bigger problems right there. <laughs> exactly. And those you talk about like learning about history and stuff, a lot of those songs are historical too, like, do you know what I mean? So they're just carrying on the tradition as such. And like you say, the other side of the things that they said, they really don't think you're a problem. No, no. Um, and you know what you're saying? And like, I'm not attacking unionists or anything like that, because as I say, I do not give a fuck about what you are or not, like unionists, whatever. Why do I feel like what you're about to say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not say something attacking. What I am going to say is, you know, unionists always dying on about we want to be part of the union. Well, if you want to be part of the union, take the union's laws. Why is Northern Ireland this special little place? Who thinks they're better than the union? If you want to be part of the union, you take the everything the union does and fuck off. That's all I'll say. But it's it's completely true. Um, Just because the union doesn't really want them, though, they want to be part of it. But exactly. the union doesn't want them. You ask anyone in England, they'll be like, "Fuck Northern Ireland." Exactly. Who wants that fucking shit? <laughs> <laughs> the, the British government has spent two hundred years trying to give it back to Ireland, and I think I've been like, "No, yeah, we want to deal with that." Ireland don't. See, this is the thing. UK don't want us, and Ireland don't want yeah. us. Tonight, we're just England's just stuck with it, and we can't afford. To separate and be on our own either. Well, so they made a lot for their own back. I left. What did you say? I said they made a rod for their own back. They had to have us so they can keep us. Well, true. <laughs> <laughs> and coming up very soon, we'll do a religious political podcast episode <laughs> that will get us all. Well, I can't be on that one. I'll get cancelled. <laughs> Cancelled, maybe the least of your worries. Okay, and the last uh, news kind of story I have has have you heard of the plane that had to be turned around um, because um, someone had explosive diarrhea and shot all over the plane? Yeah, I have. <laughs> <laughs> I can't well, imagine being on that flight. Like, so the details of the flight. So it was a Delta airline flight from flying from Atlanta, Georgia to Barcelona. And uh, the story is being coined Delta Diarrhea. <laughs> and um, it was forced to turn around after a passenger had diarrhea throughout the cabin, according to air traffic audio. So 
Less than an hour after taking off, the plane turned around and started headed back toward Atlanta. Um, the pilot was, or can be heard telling air traffic control, we have a, bio, a biohazard issue. Um, and we need to come back because it is urgent. Now, it was a very busy flight. There were 336 passengers on board. And he was asked to confirm if it was diarrhea that was the cause. Um, and he called it an onboard medical issue. So even the the pilot was being very polite um, about this. But people who were on the flight actually put up on Twitter, it was all over Twitter, about their experience on this particular flight. And I'm going to read you out some of what people were saying. So, um, the flight landed and it took the cleaning people five hours to clean the plane because had to rip up the complete carpet of the plane and change out some seats because it was everywhere in the fabric everywhere and people were saying my partner was on that flight it was pretty bad it was dribbled down the aisle and smelled horrible it was smeared over armchairs of seats and the vanilla scented disinfectant used on it only met, made the poo smell worse. <laughs> um, let me see what the comments are. Yeah, another person. Another person says the person did try and make it to the toilet. Unfortunately, as soon as they stood up, it started falling out of their hole. <laughs> Can you imagine being that person? Like, you would be mortified for the rest of your days. Oh, you would. I know. You would. I would, I would, I would go into seclusion. I would move to, like, the, the Martins in the karma. Like, my God. Like, that, like, fair enough for the other people on the plane, but for the person that was happening to. Oh, like, that would be. Like, like I, I would assume they had some, they maybe have a medical issue or a problem, or maybe they've just ate the wrong thing. It was food poisoning or whatever. And I know we've all been caught short. We all have, but we've never shot ourselves on a plane. It's never been that bad. So I just, you know, it's a funny story, but at the same time, it's not a funny story for the people who were on the plane or indeed the person who, who did have explosive diarrhea. But yeah, um, it's all. But that's not the first time that's happened either. There's been other flights that have been have to turn around because someone's taken, let's say, a, a bad turn or, a, you know, <laughs> taking a shit in the toilet and it's just been too much in the plane. It just stunk so much they've had to turn around because it's considered a biohazard because they can't get rid of it. I have a big reason. I haven't seen any pictures of the do you know what I mean? So, like, hopefully the people on the plane were really respectful and didn't take any pictures of the person. That was probably the least of their worries. But you know the way my things are? Because I haven't seen a picture of the person. Yeah. Maybe it's only in America they've seen it or something. But at least, hopefully, their privacy has been mostly restored, apart from the 300-odd people that witnessed it. I know. But one of us would be like, oh my God, I'm on this plane of fucking stink. <laughs> um, but I wonder what happens in terms of like, so the airline obviously will have to refund all those people or give them some sort of compensation for 
the thing that happened. So I'm wondering, does the person who had the explosive diarrhea, do they have to pay maybe a cleaning fee or do they have to pay something to, towards the company? I, or is it just classed as a medical emergency and they don't get nothing? No. I would love to know. But yeah, I do feel sorry for the person who had that accident because be mortified like you wouldn't ever oh. to fly again or leave the house you'd, you just you'd live in the bathroom wouldn't you like yeah imagine that happens and then it will back to like I owe us £5,000 for cleaning <laughs> oh my god you'd be mortified definitely <laughs> I mean you'd be more you'd be that like they were obviously staying themselves as well like so they're gonna uh, they would have to change and sugar and oh my god oh well, it's, I think they were, or like ambulance and medical staff were there waiting for them when they got off. So oh. they were took to hospital, I think. But like, as you say, I, I don't know, maybe they wrapped them up in oil or something. I don't know. But when you, Obviously, oh. when you land, you have to sit back on your seat again to land the plane. So there's oh. sitting in their shit. Like, oh, horrible. Um, Well, good luck to the person. Hope you're well. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I have for news in corporate culture. Is there anything that you have seen or you want to talk about? Um, yes, actually. Have you seen the scandal around uh, Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher? Yeah. The character. Yeah. A letter that they sent to the judge for Danny Masterson. Yeah, see, I, if I don't know something, I don't really talk about it, but I'm glad you brought this up because I couldn't be arsed discussing Danny Masterson and all this. So give us a little background story of what happened. So basically, he's been sentenced to 30 years to life for raping two women, like, years ago. Mm -hmm. Well, he's been sentenced, and basically his family asked Ashton and Mila, because they knew him for so long, to write, like, a character letter or whatever in his favour, so the judge wouldn't be so harsh on him for sentencing. So the stupid bastards wrote a letter. Um, And, like, I actually have, like, a bit of the article up, and... um, they described him as a man that treated people with decency, equality, and generosity. He fucking raped people. See, I heard on a podcast that apparently the Ashton and Mila didn't think these letters would be released to the public. They just thought they were going to the judge, and that's why they wrote them like that. Yeah. Of course, do you think they would have written those letters if they thought they were, would be public knowledge? Well, surely they were smart enough to ask their own lawyers like what happens to these afterwards, and lawyer can tell them the minute that case is over, that's public domain. That's out there. Like, <laughs> so then, then, no. they, then they've like done this video. The apology. Like, <laughs> right, trying to apologize, but they weren't really even apologizing. Like, are they Scientologists as well? Oh, I don't know. I I don't know if they are or not. Um, but I uh, basically it was kind of like we were um, uh, they were just saying that basically that the letters were intended for the judge to read and not to undermine the testimony of the victims or traumatize them in any way. They're like, we'd never want so that to makes do it that. Bad. And we're sorry. We're sorry if that has taken place. I'm like, no, you shouldn't. Like, I hate when somebody's like, I'm sorry if that offended you. I'm just like, no, but I mean, are you sorry that you fucking said it or that you did it? What did you think That's I my did? favorite applause they were. It was just like, are you actually sorry for it? It's like, the, are you sorry because you got caught? That's what it is. You're sorry because you got caught. You're sorry for how you feel. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, oh, so he's great, yeah. he raped you, but he's our mate. Like, that's basically what it is. 
they could read their victim impact statement um, from the woman's two victims from like afterwards only like after the trial you do a victim impact statement or something before about like her experience of what happened i mean it's about yeah. three pages absolutely oh, like gosh. like horrific like just going on about what they did and stuff afterwards and all and the stuff she had mm. to go through about it and how long ago were the incidents like when were they reported to happen 2001 and 2003 he got convicted for i think and 2004 one i think is the one they couldn't convict him for yeah. If I remember right. Jesus Christ. Um, but they... Yeah. So they first reported it. The one, one of the ones who got convicted for it, she did report it like a few months later. But then like rescinded the, uh, the report basically because the Church of Scientology like destroyed her life. Um, And that was like the same reason with the other one as well. She did report it, but kind of rescinded it. And then made them sign like non-disclosure agreements basically to say we're not going to talk about this again and like, forget about it. And then something happened in the 2017 where someone else came forward about him, and then they were like, all right, screw it, let's screw the NDA, like the non-disclosure agreement, let's go back and pursue our charges as well. Jesus. And the police did, the police were like, yeah, no, fair enough. The fact that that has taken over 20 years to actually put him in prison is disgusting. Yeah. His wife's accused him as well, or maybe his ex-wife now. She's accused him of, like, during their marriage that there was non-consensual, basically, sex. What is up with people in Hollywood? Well, it's probably just because they were able to get away with it for so many years. Yeah. They just thought, sure, why not? Fuck me. He's, he's threatened their children and stuff, like the, some of the women that he did it to. He was all like, what would your children think if they read this in the paper that you were raped, they wouldn't be embarrassed and stuff? And I'm going to make sure they know. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> Dickhead, evil bastard. Like, what? I've, I've only, to be honest, heard of him through this thing. What the fuck is he famous for? He was in that 70s show or something. Oh, that makes sense. Because Ashton and Mila were both in that, weren't they? Yeah. Right, that's what I'm saying. That's why his family asked them to write a letter because they've known him for like 25 years. I'm not being funny. Um, If someone in my family who I knew was a rapist, I wouldn't be defending them. I don't care if you're my son, you're my what? daughter, you're my husband, whoever. I would not be defending you and asking people to write fucking letters for you if I knew you were a fucking rapist. But it's the language that they used. You know, he treated people with kindness, generosity, and equality. It's like, you think? You See, think in your head. I'm glad Ashton and Mila's getting cancelled for this. Because <laughs> I, I live by the sword, die by the sword. If you say what you say in behind closed doors, you should also fucking say in public, hello to the podcast. <laughs> say what you mean and mean what you say. And you won't get in any trouble. Well, you might get into trouble because people might be offended by what you say, but as long as you're truthful. <laughs> you know? Um, right. So, are you, do you want to continue or do you want to be break? Break. Right. Italians are not drinking. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, well, what you really should have said there was, I want to take a break because I want to pull my drink. No, 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 it's fine. I can't wait till after the rag and my shit's like, like fresh. Okay, so the next segment we move on to, Tiernan, is what's ragging the absolute shit out of us this week. And it might not be ragging the absolute shit out of you, it might just be ragging the shit out of you. So just something that's annoyed you or whatever this week. Um, so we, as always, we'll start alphabetical. So Saz, is there anything that's annoyed you or ragged the shit out of you this week? Yeah. People need to put trigger warnings on videos before they show spiders everybody seems to be putting up videos of the size of the spiders in their house 
and it freaks me out and I am honestly I went around my room last night like with peppermint oil just a simple it over the whole thing I, I can't cope like the size of them they're like tarantulas but people need to say look yeah this video coming up has a spider in it or something I, I can't I'm traumatized if you put an onion in your room spiders won't come in I feel yeah, if you put an onion in the room, spiders won't come in. I feel like that you're telling me that, and it actually attracts them. <laughs> I have I have conkers in my room as well, and peppermint oil. I'm not getting any chances. Maybe try the onion in a different room, and we can see. No, no. I think I might get like peppermint body oil or something, so I can put it all over me. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so Here, if it were us, you'd probably see it. Oh, 100%. I, I, one time that I know of, I woke up and a spider was crawling over me and it freaked me out. I, oh, I just hate them. Even see if it, there's like a picture of a spider in like a magazine or something, I can't touch that part of the feed. Aaron, <laughs> what are you doing? Why are you looking at Because he's definitely a spider somewhere in my roof. I'm just waiting for it to crawl by. <laughs> Well, but it's, it's the sheer size of them as well. They just seem to be getting I don't know what's going on. Oh, yeah. All those scenes do you read the spiders? Do you read this? No. I know. I just mean, you know, like, or in like a, a book that has pictures of insects or something. I can't touch that part of the page. That freaks me out. <laughs> spiders and snakes. I can't. Uh, no. I, I can agree with you there. It's horrible. Yeah. So put a trigger warning on, please. Yes. I don't mind spiders. Like, I just don't. See, like, they're so fast. Like, that's the problem. Okay, we'll still talk about spiders. <laughs> Saz, is there anything else annoying you this week? No. Sinead, anything ragging the episode of you this week? And surprise twist. No. It's actually been um, a very okay week. Um, okay, so we'll flip the switch. Is there anything that is positive that's happened to you this week? I don't know, things have just been all right. Like, you know, there's nothing that's really irritated me. Um, I think I was saying, like, and, and the thing, like, you're just going through the motions of life. That's, that's what I mean. Like, it just it hasn't been as irritated as previous weeks, you know? So it's yeah. just kind of get to all right. It's maybe different over the last couple of weeks, there's always been so much happening and mm. there are many annoying things that I'm getting an okay week. Okay, that's good. Long minute last. <laughs> well, <laughs> and Tiernan, is there anything where I can the absolute shit out of you this week? I have two things. Okay. One of them is, I'll start with the easier one because I want to just get thoughts on this. Yes. So I was told off the other day work because my email, I used the phrase, yeah, I think we can do that. Uh-huh. I was told that I can't say the word yeah or I think because those are too informal and it's like I'm talking to a friend. I challenge this and goes, I don't see why. Tell me a better way to put that. That isn't like going over the top, like perhaps we can do. I just like, yeah, I think that would work. To me, that seemed perfectly fine. But no, I was told that in a professional email setting, this isn't appropriate. I'm not talking to a friend. I actually was talking to a friend, even though it was in work. I know this person outside of work. Yes. And I was like, well, ironically, I actually am friends with this person outside of work. So have that but as i was like but even if this wasn't a friend i still feel like that's a perfectly acceptable thing to say so was it just the word yeah or was it the yeah i would it was the yeah i think but particularly the yeah was a problem that i shouldn't say yeah in an email like and i was like what, what word would you want me to use like, yes what's the difference 
yeah, sounds really posh and formal, doesn't it? Like, yes. Yeah, to me, like, I get obviously a professional email you might, but I'm like, but yes also seems much firmer to me. Whereas I'm saying, yeah, I think. Whereas yes. I'm like, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing to it. Whereas I'm saying, yeah, I think we could do this. Like, I've been like, I'm trying to keep it without being 100% yes, I'll do this thing because, well, I wasn't actually. I was saying, yeah, I think, because I was going to go with the policy and go back and say, yeah, no, I'm wrong, because I was pretty sure I was wrong. Yeah. Um, well, at least what we were thinking was wrong, as I don't think we're quite getting it, but I was told that, no, that's that's unprofessional. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't agree with that. I think they're just being different if it was like, yeah. Like, if, it, if it was an external person, fair enough. Well, it was external, like, but I think not like... But, but even though, like, I don't think, yeah, is informal, like, like... You're not going to run, sit there with a fucking top hat on, you type in email going, yes, sir, I will do that promptly. Like, fuck off. And yeah. does the person it's... who, like, who has brought this to you, is it your manager or someone above you? Do you bring yeah, yeah, it's like on a... with them? Or a... It's they... one of the managers. Oh, yeah, do you get on with them? And I was just kind of like, why why make a big deal with that? Like, who cares? They will ultimately be out of uh, noticing that. Did the person you sent the email to complain about it? No. How did they know about no. it? They just was there a CC'd in. Or oh, the chain. So, like, a lot of time we or email, like, local representatives, politicians, and it was, like, an email to one of their offices, like, one of the staff members there, and it was, like, part of a chain of back and forth. And I just sort of replied to it, like, the last email, like, yeah, no, I think we can do that, because they were asking me a question, and I said, yeah, no, I think that, that will work. Let me look in there before you look get back to you. And then they were like, don't say, yeah, I think that's unprofessional. And I'm like, I don't think it is. I think that's perfectly reasonable to say, especially in the context of, Yes, these emails start out quite formal, but when it becomes a chain, you'll get an email up to get out like a letter. It's quite formal. Then you start to reply, and it becomes a little huh. more back and forward just because it's an email chain. And I was like, yeah, maybe the first email I wouldn't do it, but when you have four or five emails in and it's part of a conversation, mm-hmm. formality to me is out the window. I, I just said to your manager, can you show me uh, what procedure I've breached or what code of conduct I have breached that I can't say the word yes? To me, that's just so nitpicking. It's ridiculous. You use the word yeah, which is the same as yes, in a sentence. You didn't say, oh, hi, sir. No, I don't fucking know. Like, Like, yeah, it's it's in probably, I don't know if it's in the dictionary, but it's widely used language. Like, it's not like, you're not saying like talov or, you know, you're not like... Yes, Shania says what, what she just said. Like, it's, it's, they're nitpicking, and for them to have noticed that, they have nothing to do, in my opinion. They also recently, not me, called out two other people. One of the admin staff had a rainbow at his signature because he, he's gay, so he has, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the rainbow. Uh, and they called him out and nabbed, told him to take it off. Um, <laughs> uh, he didn't do it. I still there. And I was kind of like, I wouldn't take it off either. It's just signature, have what you want. Um, and they also complained about an external agency putting something in like I can't remember what it was it was like a smiley face or something in their signature and they complained to like it was a recruitment agency so like they put a complaint to the recruitment agency about their staff member putting a smiley face in an email oh, okay. and, I, and not even in the email in like their signature and I was like she was just being polite it's a big deal like I send smiley faces to people like that aren't just doing it all the time like I'm just if I know them I'm like oh thanks so much smiley face like yeah but they were like no this is an external agency you can't be set your staff can't be Putting like formal email stuff with a smiley face in the bottom. What is wrong with them? There's somebody stomach like a stick up their ass. Like somebody must no, but somebody must be getting on to them about something that they're like just releasing their frustration on you guys by just picking stupid things. 
I'll probably just say everything's falling apart, but <laughs> to the focus on the small things. Are you still working where you, you work? Yeah. Well, there's bigger fish to fry than complaining. Yeah. And that's what we're using an email. Like, like, I'm going to things that, but the, the, the five minutes it took to say that conversation, I could have done much more productive work. <laughs> If I were you, I have to. Well, not on stop. I'm not going to stop. Like, she thinks, like, if they think my email is unprofessional, they should hear me on the phone to people. I am just chatting with an iPad. How's it going? No worries. That'll work. Sounds good. Cursing away to them as well, because they'll curse back. Do you know what I mean? I would do back. If you ever see them in an email again, just capitalize. Yeah. <laughs> but but that's the thing. I use the word I in an email, like A Y E. I'm like, I know both. Yeah. Like, I would write that in an email. And if somebody turned to me and said, You can't use that, I'd be like, Why? I mean, I used to email Saz from a company we used to work together, and I emailed her a curse word, and I got flagged up, and I was like, Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing happened from it. I, I was like, uh, fuck's sake, or something in an email to Saz. Because we're obviously friends. Hope. And <laughs> well, <laughs> I was like, fuck. And I never thought, like, oh my God, I'm cursing an email. But they, pro- I think the company, he looked just seen that it was someone we work with. And if it was to an external person, okay. fair enough. But like, that person is just so OTT, in my opinion. They need, they need to get the ride. <laughs> <laughs> That's the solution to everything. It is. Get the right, get the book. Um, what is your second one? Oh, yes, right. Just shit parking. The amount of shit parking I've seen recently is really annoying me. More recently, the vans in our like apartment complex, because people are moving in, they they just have no concept of like staying within the space. And then like you're having to like weave in and out. I had to do like essentially a three point turn, but I had to do about twelve points there to get into my parking space because there's like three vans parked around it. And I was like, there's just no room to go anywhere. And it was just really annoying me that people can't park. Yeah. Yeah. Some people should not be on the roads. Yeah. 100%. Fab, it's nice to have a straight man's opinion. We're <laughs> 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 diverse, Kevin. Yeah, diversity is what we're all about in this podcast. You know, Fearing the minority in our group. Yeah. It is. <laughs> nice to have some <laughs> testosterone. Right. Uh, what's ragging my shitter yins really? Um, I have quite a few. So I might not read them all out, but I'll, I'll read out <laughs> what, what, like, you know, some of them. Because right, let me see, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I'm not going to read all of them, obviously, because they'll be here for another hour, but I'll read a couple and then we can always just save them for another week. But one of the biggest ones for me this week has been O2. And I won't get any sponsorship deals with O2. I don't fucking care. Um, So a few days before Granny passed, she tried to call me. So she was down the room in a hospital bed and I was up in the kitchen with it. Mommy and Sinead and whoever else was there. And she tried to call me and I missed the call. My phone was in silence. So she left me a voicemail, which is like 10 to 20 seconds. Um, And that was on the 7th of August. And I moved that into my saved voice meal folder um to see if the message so i'd always have it um now a bit of context 
I changed my phone last September after the wedding um, to a new phone. And that seemed to have knocked off my visual voicemail. So I didn't realize it at the time because I'm don't. i not like a big voicemail user. Um, so what I had to do for the past year to access my voicemail was to ring 901. And that was the voicemail inbox that I was kind of using. Um, and that's where I saved the message. Now, it was on Sunday night, I think. I was like, fuck, I need to just audio, like, pop my phone on loudspeaker. And get Nick to audio record this voicemail, just in case anything ever happened to it. So I'd have a spare copy of it. So we went on, voicemail gone. So I was like, how's it gone if I saved it? And I moved it from the folder to saved messages. So I was like, fuck's sake, right, I'll ring O2 on Monday. So I rang them on Monday and I spent the majority of the day on the phone and I was on live chat with them and everything. And I was like, look, my visual voicemail was knocked off. I haven't noticed. Um, and I'm missing a voicemail from the 7th of August. So what, Monday was like the 11th. So that we're talking just over 30 days. And they said to me, um, okay, we can understand because your visual voicemail was knocked off. And we have to, you're, you know, D- default voicemail then was the 90102 inbox. Even if you put a message into your save messages, deletes after 30 days. Why? How does that make any sense? It's saved, therefore you should still have it saved. And the annoying thing is that I got my visual voicemail back on Monday and I have voicemails in there from 2014. Nine years ago. And you're telling me you can't get me a voicemail from last month, but I have voicemails from nine fucking years ago. Make it make sense. So I was absolutely fuming. And this is going to sound racist, but it's not racist. Calling a call center, they can't understand me for my thick accent, and I can't understand them for my thick accent. So it was like pulling fucking teeth. I was just like, I'm getting nowhere. I had to give up. And then Tuesday I rang back because somebody told me something different on the O2 chat thing, the online thing. And they said, oh, there's a possibility that you might be able to. So I was like doing iCloud backups and I was doing fucking all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And they just said, oh, no, if it's gone from the 901 inbox, you've lost it. And I was trying to explain, but how can I see voicemails from 2014? I have voicemails in my deleted folder in Visual Voicemail from 2015. And that was deleted. I'm like, how can you not get this voicemail? So I'm fucking fuming because it was like, I wanted to keep it. She said my name in it. I wanted to keep it, but I can't, I'm I'll never going to get back. And I just have to kind of accept that and move on. Otherwise, I'll just be down in the dumps for ages. But Mommy also got a voicemail that day and it's similar context. The only difference is she says Dutna instead of my name. So Mommy sent me that. So I still have kind of something mm-hmm. to remind me of that day. But it was just like, I was fucking in bits at the start of the week over, I was just like, oh my God, this is fucking fury. And, and I just still, I can't get this in my head. 2014 voicemails, can't get one from last month. Fuming. Absolutely fucking fuming. <laughs> oh my God. Anyways. But you would assume that they go somewhere. And then like, because they said, you know what I mean? It's annoying me even more. It's like, they said, if you had visual voicemail activated, you would still have the voicemail, even if it was deleted, because you could see your deleted folder. And I'm just like, that doesn't help. At all. 
because you're the bastard for some reason knocked off my fucking visual voicemail when I got a new phone. So, bastards. And I'm that fucking scorned that I'm thinking about ending my contract early and leaving the EE. Don't show them. And I have been with O2 since I was like 11 or 12, so that is saying a lot. <laughs> Anyways, next one. So I was in Ireland obviously last weekend for Granny's Month's Mind Mass. And on the way to the airport, and we're lucky we left early that we did. Now you know that from here to the airport's about 25 minutes to half an hour. We were in the car and I we left the house at 9.55 a.m. And I didn't get to the airport to 10.55 a.m. We were in the car in traffic for an hour to get to the airport. Double the time. I was like, roadworks, road closures traffic i was like go away and got there in time it was grand but irritating as fuck my next one is do you know when you download something offline like you're going on a plane or you're going somewhere traveling and you you watch it and then you come back to wi-fi or data or whatever and like the Hey You app or the Netflix app or the Disney Plus app, whatever it is, doesn't realise that you've watched it offline and doesn't move on to the next episode. You have to physically do it yourself. But like that's a very minor inconvenience, Kevin, for the minor inconvenience. Very minor. Like it doesn't have to have say rest, you know what I mean? But this week everything is just regular shit. You know I mean, so yeah, that is one. I know it's very minor, but whatever, it's something I have. Um next one is clutter i hate fucking clutter so much my garden is a fucking death trap i was hanging out clothes this week on the clothesline and nick has that many like plant pots and gardening tools because he loves starting a hobby but he never follows through with a hobby and then my garden's a fucking show <laughs> and i nearly tripped over and broke my neck and i hate clutter clean it up and he's come to the realization now after a year or months later that he's getting rid of all the garden stuff because it's just too much work and hassle that he doesn't have time for and what did kevin tell him a year ago you're not gonna have time for it so there we go <laughs> Is that such classic Nick, you know? Oh, fucking classic, classic, <laughs> classic Nick. Okay, I'll read out two more. I recently started to do more physical physical activity and exercise because I need need to, I'm perfectly honest, and I want to look half decent for the Galgorm next week. And as soon as I start to exercise and be physical again, I hurt my ankle. So it's like, what's the fucking point? <laughs> Exercise dangerous. It fucking is, especially at my old age. <laughs> um, okay, and we'll have to read two more. Um, I hate when people leave a toilet brush dirty, like I mean dirty, dirty, and don't clean it. And you don't notice for a few days, but you do notice the smell, and you don't work out where the smell is coming from. Um, and then you realise, and then you go fucking ballistic, and then you have to go buy a new toilet brush because some people don't clean their shit. Literally. Um, and the last one I am going to talk about is when you have prearranged plans with somebody, and that person cancels on you, and says, "Sorry, I forgot I confirmed other plans weeks ago." 
Um, but I forgot to tell you and I forgot about the other plans. So you end up having to completely change your plans or do them on your own. So yeah. Uh, that really annoys me. I'm just like manage your diary better. That really yeah. or it gets me when people do stuff like that. I have no time for that. A hundred percent. And there's a lot of subliminable messages from what I've just said. Yeah. <laughs> no, do you know what annoys me is if you say to someone, Oh, do you want to do something on such and such a date? And they're like, Oh, yeah, that should be grand. Remind me. It's like, No, put it in your calendar. Like, I put it in my calendar, you put it in your calendar. Yeah. We've all enough to be doing without reminding people exactly. that really aren't in our lives. They might be your friend or somebody, but you've got enough to do in your own household without you reminding other people. So, if you can do it in your calendar, exactly. they should do it too. Stick a reminder in your phone. Even if I have plans that might happen, I'm like, right, I'll put them in the calendar just so the date's booked. Yeah. And then if it comes close to the time and it's yeah. not happening, then they're never going to just take it out. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Tell the thing. I think that'll get that off my chest. Told you to make up for everyone else. Um, it's been a very difficult week. I really have. What you say, Shania? That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Life's not fair. Um, we're going to take... Oh, sorry. I always do this. Right. So people wrote in. Let me just see what they wrote. I'm more prepared this week, Shania. I've got it all ready to go. <laughs> oh. Good oh, So the first one is... Bug bites. They're so gross and hate how itchy they are. True. Yeah. I can't say I really yeah. bitten that much by bugs, but I would imagine, yes, it's ragging the shit out of you. Um, the next one is shops that close the door 10 minutes before they actually close. Fucking winds me up. Or like, I don't shop. They're like half down. Yeah. And then you rush around. No, I, I support that because if you're going in at 10 to like, you're being a dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> I'm going to for like milk and I'll be two seconds. Like, yeah. I, no, I still don't care. See, now yeah. I will say before last year, December, I worked in a shop and I will say when people came in at like 10 to 5 and you closed at 5, it irritated the shit out of you. But if they said when they came in, I'm only getting this and I'll be out, I was like, fine. But if you again, if you're coming in for a few things, fair enough, you're in and out, we can do that. But if you're coming in for a full fucking shop at 10 to 5 or whatever time the shop goes, no, fuck off. So I'm very no, I just think it, I think it's rude to show up that early, like that time for someone. Like, if you know the time the shop shuts, go somewhere else. It's like if someone, like people come into our office at like 5 to 5, and there's always a jury person you get stuck in dealing with. And I'm like, they're the worst kind of person. Yeah, they are. I just be like, nah, yeah. go. Do you think some people do that though in badness because they like causing misery to others? I think people. Oh, 100%. Um, and the next one is airport delays. Fucking sick of airplanes and traveling. It's becoming a hassle and not enjoyable anymore. I agree. Always something. But I always think there's always something every time you leave your house. There really is. It's like just every day you leave your house, there's some shit going on in the world that you just irritate it's very hard to remain positive in today's world it really really is um right okay that's it so we're gonna take a little break we're gonna go to the toilet refresh your drinks and we'll be back with our weekly topic see you soon
Hello and we are back. So every week we do a topic on this podcast and for the past few weeks we've done kind of light-hearted topics and we're going to do a little bit a little more serious of a topic but we're going to try and keep this as fun and light-hearted as it possibly can be. So this week's topic is all about Irish wakes and funerals and we may delve into other kind of religions and things like that or nationalities. Um, so obviously this is quite fresh for me and Sinead with our adorable granny Lizzie passing last month and um, we had her month's mind mass there at the weekend so we thought this would be a very good topic to kind of touch on and speak about experiences and the whole nine yards essentially. Um, so the first thing I'm going to talk about is a wake. So there are different definitions definitions there are different definitions of wakes um so like in the irish catholic tradition a wake is something that happens before a funeral but in some places a wake is like the tea and drink damage but after the funeral so there are different like definitions for a wake but we're going to focus on the irish wake which is the wake that happens before the funeral um so where did a wake originate from? Does anyone know? Last <laughs> Probably something to do with like evil spirits or something, I imagine. Or making sure the person's actually dead. Yes. It's ten points. Tearing <laughs> So it, Wait, which one? <laughs> well, kind of a bit of both, to be honest, but it's more predominantly um checking that the person's actually dead. So the definition that I have is Irish wakes are an occasion of mourning the loss of a loved one, but they also include times of a cheerful merriment. Um, Irish wakes were popular for centuries up till the mid-1900s and are steadily decreasing in the modern day. Um, Irish wakes are a celebration of life, one last party to honour the deceased. And the Neon Wake originated because unknown diseases had plagued the countryside, causing some to appear dead as the family began to mourn the person would awaken in the coffin. For this reason, the body is waked in the deceased's home for at least one night, but major- majority is two. And this allowed family, neighbours, friends and acquaintances visit the house to pay their respects. Um, so you're right. And there's a lot of films, isn't there? Like, and you hear stories of people when they're buried, there's a bell on their grave. Yes, I am. They would ring the bell in case they were like, buried alive. Terrific. Uh, so yeah, that's where it originated from. And that's basically what a wake is. Um, now, it usually lasts for two days. And on the third day is the burial. Um, and the deceased's coffin comes back to the house. Again, people come and pay respects, etc. Um, so we're going to talk about traditions, superstitions, traditional wakes versus modern wakes and all that jazz. So are there any traditions and superstitions that you know about, you want to discuss? So, so you shouldn't leave the dead body by itself? Yeah, I don't really understand the purpose of that. So apparently, let me just get the definition. You shouldn't leave the body unattended for too long due to evil spirits taking over the body. (laughs) (laughs) It is all very superstitious, isn't it? Like, especially, you could understand it more so back in the olden days. 
when information wouldn't have, you know, been as predominant. Do you know what I mean? Uh, it wasn't as freely accessible to think what's the likelihood the evil spirit's going to inherit this falling. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's also a thing to ensure that there's always someone in the room so that the spirit doesn't leave the room. So that if someone's in the room with the body, that somebody's always there so the spirit doesn't go. Um, Where did they know that? Oh, I don't know. It's just very superstitious. <laughs> Um, what about anybody else? Do you have any traditions or superstitions that you know of? As they like, cover in the mirror, in the mirror, they don't like the planet. Yeah. <laughs> so covering mirrors, um, is a big one, and again, apparently that's so that the deceased person does not see their own spirit and gets scared. Um, and there's also mirrors will absorb the soul or the spirit as well. There's, there's loads of like superstitions and legends to all these things that Irish people do that a lot of other people probably wouldn't do, but we're just so accustomed to doing it, aren't we? I was going to say, when you start saying it out loud, it just sounds a bit ridiculous. It does. So <laughs> anyone who's not from this kind of background and what we do, you're going to be like, this sounds like a fucking cult. <laughs> yeah. It it does um it does sound weird. So I have I'm gonna read out some more I have and then you can maybe discuss them. Um so I we didn't do this, I don't think, for Granny Shanae, but maybe you can tell me otherwise. Immediately after a loved one has passed, a window is opened. This will allow his or her spirit to leave the room. The window is closed after two hours to prevent the spirit from returning to the body. So that's conflicting information already. That's what I was going to say. I think they're just contradicting themselves there. Um, but no, that doesn't happen. What if the day I think? That's true. See, it does sound like... Okay, then you bring the body inside and open a window so that it knows to go out. Doesn't just linger nearby. <laughs> yeah, it just got sent there a bit confusing what they do, where they go. Um, I've heard this one all clocks. I haven't heard that one. I've never heard that one either. Um, and we didn't do it. Maybe that was a very old traditional one. Um, all clocks in the home are stopped on the hour of death. I have heard those. We we didn't do that. Like, that seems like a lot of effort. Yeah, but we have loads of clocks. Like in this one room, there's like three. See, I think Granny was Granny's wake was a more modern wake. To be honest, it, like some of the stuff wasn't done. Um, a candle is lit in the room and it cannot be burnt out. Yeah, yeah. Um, we do that. that. Yeah, go hold a candle. Um, curtains are drawn as a sign of respect. Mm -hmm. That's another one that we yeah. do. Um, body not to be left. We did that one. Music is to be played, and um, especially. Achilles band. <laughs> no, that's that's definitely all that. I mean, it's, it's a full band, <laughs> something like traditional wigs, but that is very um, yeah, it's very old-fashioned poetry. Well, I mean, I mean, Kevin. So when we lifted uh, Granny at the funeral parlor and like the wee procession to bring her to the house, in our car we did play River Dance. <laughs> Granny like that. <laughs> well, actually, we did that then. 
Um, also, poetry can be read. So that didn't happen at Granny's, but it can happen in others. But one apparently it's an Irish tradition. Um, food and alcohol to be served. Now, I know back in the olden days, they cooked fries, they cooked slap up dinners. You got your pint of stouts, your Guinnesses, your beers, everything. That has not happened anymore. You're lucky to get a cup of tea off me. Um, as we know, which we'll get into later. Um, cup of tea and a sandwich is the norm now with a booty bit of a bun. Um, but back in the olden days, they served up slap-up meals and people were in your house for like fucking 48 hours. Can you imagine doing that now? Oh, ridiculous. Um, we did have like people bringing lasagnas and stews and all that kind of thing. Um, I don't know, because like, we were obviously down in the room and you were only up every so often in the kitchen because the neighbours just looked after all that. So I don't know if it was given... Obviously, there's the sandwiches and buns, like you say, but I don't know if it was just us that got like, the stew and all. Do you know the word, like, feeding us too? But I don't know if it was given out to everybody or not. Yeah. Yeah, there should be family food versus... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like I we had like people relieving like stews and curries and hamburgers and stuff, but that was for us, yeah. not for yeah. anyone coming to visit. Um, and prayers. I said, I swear to God, I've never said as many prayers in my life. So far from a grandma's wig is that? Well, I think I actually said more granny. Um, yeah. So there, there's just a few traditions, and it's very broad. Um, and superstitions and traditions and things. Um, I know we've kind of dealt with this, but have you noticed a difference in modern wakes versus traditional wakes? I like you find a lot of people now like they have family time, so they can they might even start that. You know, like I know some people are like, oh, um, you like ten a.m. Or 10 p.m. to 10 a.m. or whatever's family time, but some people have it longer. Um, you know that they don't have like just people walking in the whole time. Yeah, which I guess because like you do notice like you don't maybe get that much time with your family because you're constantly talking to other people that are coming into the wake house. Yeah, so that's a nice idea. I think the people nowadays are like, well, no, we need our own private time. Yeah, to to grieve together. You know. Yeah, hundred percent. Sazer, you got any comments? I think it's like I know it, it's not a very common thing but definitely like around where we live and stuff like some people do remove the remains of the chapel like the night before the funeral or that or um they they just have the um remains at the funeral parlor they don't bring him home or whatever you know that kind of way um but yeah no, I don't think there's any major kind of like differences apart from some of those traditions that you said there that I hadn't heard before yeah in agreement <laughs> I don't really know I don't think I've been to enough works to really comment <laughs> would you have been to this as far as I remember two or three so I've no idea um, and I've never really had to like do anything at them other than just sit there we will get on to that in a wee bit about men not doing anything at a wake <laughs> um, okay so I'm just making a note sorry Remind. I know some people as well, um, like will go in and kind of like touch the like hands or the forehead or that, you know, of the remains and stuff too. Yeah. And then I think, I don't know, in my experience, maybe a lot of younger people don't 
do that, which is fair enough for me. Yeah. It's not for everybody, like, you know, that kind of way. I think it depends how you know the person who's deceased, and it mm-hmm. depends on how close you are to the person. If you if you want to touch them, because I remember when I was younger, like her granny and granddad O'Connor, um, it was kind of the first time I ever seen a corpse up close and personal at the age of seven, um, and it it scared me, you know, because it was like, you you know, they're not, you, you just think they're sleeping, but they don't look like they're sleeping, especially that young, and they look. They do look sick dead. Like it's I can't even describe it. But um yeah. yeah, and I wouldn't touch Granny or Grinda O'Connor, but in my older years with Granny and Grinda McVeigh, I did. So it kinda just depends. Yeah, I suppose it is. Yeah. I remember mommy said my daddy's mommy. I don't know what I might have been I might have been similar age, six, seven me. Excuse me, maybe when she died, but she wasn't laid out in the coffin. She was laid out in the bed, huh. which I suppose maybe that's some traditions as well. But um, mummy was like, "Do you want to come down and see Granny?" And I was like, "Yeah." And then whenever went into the room, I was like, "She can't be dead. She she's laying in her bed. She's just sleeping." <laughs> I know. I we don't like we don't really take it in. Like I know with her younger cousins, they like. Yeah. They were just playing and they understood like Granny wasn't there anymore, but they didn't really they didn't get the full effect of it, if you kinda of know what I mean. Yeah. Um okay, so some traditions I've noticed is nighttime vigils. So there always had to be someone staying up, which there still was for Granny, for etc. But in the olden days you used to hear, you know, Granny and Grandishania talk about that there used to be a whole household that used to stay up until the early hours in the morning and then we always like drinking um that doesn't happen anymore and thank fuck that doesn't happen anymore um to be perfectly honest um and in our experience there's no music at wakes anymore like i've never been at a wake where there's music not that i can remember um which actually might be a nice distraction so maybe somebody brings a fiddle or something to it a week. That would actually be quite good. And alcohol. I'd like alcohol at a week. We're sitting up at night with daddy. Like whoever, there was always about four or five people each night. And they would have had a few drinks and stuff. But yeah, no music. But they were just sitting chatting. And, yeah. And I think it just depends. It's not on mm-hmm. each family and each tradition and stuff. That's it. Um, okay, so question that I've seen online was what do people bring to a wake so the things that I have are mass cards still a big thing my mass card mm-hmm. that you get is rid- on- ridiculous but it's also nice like kind of to look through and you kind of judge say who gave one and who fucking didn't then you can make a note <laughs> um people do usually bring a lot of food so they bring buns and sandwiches and tea bags and milk etc but one thing I noticed at Granny's Wake was I think people should also bring toilet roll because you have a lot of people using your toilet throughout those three days and you go through so many rolls and people should also start bringing that because if you should bring toilet roll. What do you think? I'll I'll make a mental note that when we come to visit you at Halloween, I'll bring. <laughs> <laughs> that's different. I mean, like 
Love Karen at all. <laughs> but you know, for like strangers who come into your house, because essentially I'm looking on to the freeloading bitches in a second. Um, people that come into your house are predominantly people that are in the town or the area. They're not family, they're not really Britons. And then they come in and use your toilet, and it's like they make fucking paper dress inside of your toilet roll. <laughs> so I do. Although a lot of people don't, well, probably maybe this is a wrong assumption that a lot of people don't actually stay that long like either do you know what I mean (laughs) (laughs) well maybe some people (laughs) some people treat awake and I said this and I'll get into more detail some people treat awake or a funeral as a day out (laughs) Um, and they will come and they'll sit for hours and they'll get their fucking five cups of tea and they'll get um, copious amounts of sandwiches and buns and they'll go home like oh I'm full I don't need to have dinner now do you know well I can tell you now nobody got that opportunity at granny's way <laughs> no I was like joking I was like if people haven't been here for an hour they don't get a cup of tea <laughs> you weren't joking you weren't joking <laughs> I wasn't joking <laughs> I was like we need to do some form of a ticketing service at the front door when they come in like you're number one Here's your time stamp. Come to me in an hour. <laughs> and who was it at the wake on the first day said to me, some primary school teacher um was in and he was sitting for maybe 20, 25 minutes. And my uncle said he's left because he didn't get a cup of tea. And I thought he was being serious. And I was like, where the fuck is he? <laughs> I was ready to pounce. I was like, how dare you fucking demand tea? <laughs> Oh my god, fucking people. But then again, I think that is different houses as well, because like at any week, like from our house that I've been to, they're just constantly going around with tea, and you can, like, as soon as you're through the door, nearly, it's like, or it's like go and see the remains and then go up and get a cup of tea there straight away. Do you know? I think for Granny's week, Grando, when he passed, he wasn't into big tea. He didn't want people to have tea and sandwiches. It was just the dumb thing. So I think for Granny's, we just wanted to keep it the same. But I was very adamant, as Sinead was as well, not to be accommodating people that well. Because yeah. I think it's it's a thing like tradition. And we'll, I'll talk about this later. I'll talk about this later. Um, that the family get pushed aside almost at like a wake and a funeral mm-hmm. and it's all about like the town coming to see the deceased it's all like they get handed we they get weighted hand and foot where the family kind of don't they have to do everything and then you know that's more that's probably a distraction for the family or the couple mechanism and mm-hmm. fun to do but at the same time it's like when's the last time you came to visit granny and now you're here paying your respects and now you're like demanding cups of tea and all this stuff like that Okay, well, just to be clear, nobody was actually demanding cups of tea. No, 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 no. But, like, I don't like that mentality of you're coming to someone's house, you're sitting down five minutes, and now you want a cup of tea. Like, it's the first thing Sarah said when she got there, where's my tea? <laughs> I was like, if I don't get my tea, I'm giving you a bad trip advisor of you. <laughs> it's different for friends and family, though. It is yeah. different. But, like, if you're someone who's, like, spoke to Granny, like, a couple of times down the town in the shop, fuck off like make your own tea when you go home and don't be using my toilets <laughs> because because I don't drink tea or coffee every time I say this people people are just like so what do you do at work and I'm like what do you mean you go I don't drink tea or coffee what do you do and I'm just like 
I just said that. And like, but what do you do when people offer you tea or coffee? I'd be like, I say no. And this just blows your own mind. Like, what do you mean you don't just take one? And I'm like, no, why would I? Take one, don't drink it. Let's go sit there with a cup of tea and be like, oh, I guess I'll just sit with this. <laughs> I know, we should ask to do like water as well. That way, that's the thought. And you're not eating coffee. What'd you say, Shanae? Another thing you carry around. That's true, actually. Fucking jugs of water. <laughs> I see where you're coming from with the toilet roll, though, but I just think it would be so weird. Like, imagine someone's landing at your door, it's like, ah, sorry for so and so ever's dead. Here's a little thing. Like, do you bring one roll or do you bring, like, a packet? Like, what's the proof? Well, not one roll. I think. Come up with that. Come up with you know, you know, one, one of the fours. Bring me one of the fours. I'm not asking for the very two months pack. I'm asking for one of the fours. Um, and not everyone has to, but if you plan on sit there at the wake a while, bring a fucking pack of toilet roll. Um, I will say... How much were people shitting that they need to bring four rolls for the work? I'm not joking. People were pissing on the fucking floor. It's like, are you serious? Like, are you actually a serious? Like, people went me up. People are on it. Uh, fairness, so that was probably Patty. <laughs> you were having it all <laughs> times when Patty was fierce that it can't be. We can't just blame Patty. <laughs> um, I've lost my train of thought while we're talking. What you should bring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there anything else, like, you think that people should bring? Or I've kind of just basically discussed them all. Oh, bring manners with you, please. Well, that's a given. <laughs> Some people don't bring manners. The things that they fucking say to the families at wakes. And what are you going to do now? What do you think we're going to fucking do now, you ignorant cunt? Anyways. <laughs> I feel like it's very timid. You don't want to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a while long to say. Like, oh, the wake, like, I get why they're coming. Like, uh, most people do have a genuine reason to come and pay their respects. Like, yeah. Yeah, I know. I understand that, but there are just, there are certain way ways and the way I think as a younger person compared to what Granny would have thought at a wake, do you know what I mean? There's, it, there's a big change, in my opinion, on people back then. It was acceptable to go into someone's house uninvited and demand for your dinner and tea and all this here thing in today's where I don't that don't fly with me so yeah I struggle with sometimes the tradition um okay so there was a question I've seen this article and it was all about an Irish wake and one of the questions was what to wear to an Irish wake and funeral so back in the olden days traditionally it was to wear black even at the wake you had to wear black otherwise you'd be the talk of the countryside um but in modern times, there were people coming to Granny's Wake, uh, flowery summery dresses on, and even at the funeral, flowery summery dresses on. Um, and we all, the family, wore a piece of blue, Granny's favourite colour. And I think that's really nice because black is so depressing as a colour. Like, I love wearing black, but not at a depressing time. It just makes you feel more depressed. Um, so it's nice to see colour coming into your funeral. It's more of like a celebration of their life and bright colours and stuff. What do you think? I think it should be, well, again, from my experience, the only people that should be wearing like full black or like, you know, with maybe a pop of colour like yourselves at the funeral should be the family, like immediate family. Yeah. Like you can wear like, like I was wearing at your granny's funeral, a black top, but I had like beige trousers or something on. I wasn't wearing full black. 
and then like it wakes. I don't think it's really a dress code, like a couple of weeks or a couple of weeks before your granny's funeral. And I went and I was literally in gym clothes only because that's what I was wearing whenever I was down home. Uh-huh. When the person died and we were like, oh, we're both of the wake that's kind not, of thing. Uh-huh. But there was no, like, I don't think at the wake was anything kind of. Yeah. Yeah, I always thought like the whole wearing black was just a funeral. The wake, it was kind of just whatever. Mm, whatever. Literally, like the, the people, you just wear whatever you want. There's people wearing jerseys, people wearing shorts, like whatever, like mm-hmm. you want to wear. Um, but I just think, I at the funeral, I just like times have changed. Like you don't just need to wear all black, like you said, Kevin. It it should be more of a celebration of life rather than maybe more than their death specifically. Um, so I think like a, a splash of color is nice. Yeah, hundred percent. So those are kind of like the the basics of a week what you what you say or what didn't even say what you say but um what you bring the traditions what is the week yada 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 so we're going to talk about the positives and negatives of a week and it's hard to believe there are actually some positives that I have written down so I'm going to read my positives and if you've got anything to add feel free so we all know it's hard losing someone you love so I think a week is a distraction with all the hustle and bustle keeps you busy mm-hmm. keeps you going although that can also be a negative because you can't get peace to piss without people knocking on the bathroom door (laughs) (laughs) so positive and negative it is a distraction but at the same time you just want peace to kind of process what's happened to you um it's lovely hearing all the nice things being said about the person who's passed really really nice um it's also nice to have the tradition of a wake um and what I mean by that is it's like it's nice to see family and friends whom you haven't seen in a while. Um, especially when you're younger, um, when you're weans, you meet up with all your cousins and you, you play outside if it's good weather and stuff. Like those are kind of turning a bad memory into a nice memory. Um, if you kind of get me. Um, another positive is all the food. Oh, it's amazing. Don't have to cook. We had curry, we had subways brought to us, we had pizza and chips, we had scones, we had sandwiches, we had stew, we had pasta. Fantastic. A negative of that is all the weight that you put on. But, um, food. Um, it's it's a lovely positive reminiscent about all the memories, the photographs, the videos, the stories of the person. Like the night before Granny's funeral, Sinead, me and my auntie Tishy were in with granny and down the room and we were just having a laugh and a cry but we were laughing mostly and just having the crack like we would as normal if granny was there with us do you know what i mean um can you think of any other positives about awakening a funeral yeah sorry go first sad no like you mentioned most and like i think the sense of community like again at daddy's week we didn't have a notion what was going on up in the kitchen or what was happening outside of that room because they just took care of it all you know we didn't have to do anything that kind of way mm. and people like bringing food and all the rest of that um and like this like have like you said having crack like i found out things about my daddy that i didn't know and hearing stories about him and all that kind of thing was just brilliant like you know things that you wouldn't have maybe found out otherwise mm-hmm. um and 
there's, there's always at least one person that says, oh, they look just like themselves in the coffin. If you answer the good luck. And I did just think of one more tradition, actually, which I don't think happens as much anymore, but I know when we were younger, if you were going through the train or something and there was a hearse coming through the town, if it was safe to do so, you'd stop and get out of the cars, like, as a mark of respect. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it happens as much now. Do you mean like if you're not even going to the funeral, you're just passing? Yeah, even if even if you don't know who they are, even like if it's just remains coming by. Like if we were in traffic or, you know, we were coming through a town where you could stop, all the cars would stop and everybody who could would get out and just, you know, stand out and kind of like bow your head. Yeah, I don't think that happens anymore. I don't really, I don't think I've ever... I don't think it happens somewhere. But yeah. As I said, there's always that one person says all oh, the luck just like themselves or whatever. <laughs> that's so true, though. They just don't ever sleep. I know, that's it, yeah. To be honest. And also, <laughs> awake is the only time that I will eat an egg and onion sandwich. Oh, fuck, I love an egg and onion sandwich. <laughs> oh, I will, no. will not eat it any other time. <laughs> oh, no. Fucking egg and onion, love it. I love all the sandwiches. But yeah, that's all I have. Sinead, do you have got any positives you can think of or have they been pretty much said? <laughs> I don't care them for saying something. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't think I have. <laughs> uh, just something similar to what you said, but I mean, like, you know, people calling that you maybe haven't seen in ages, like your friend, but too, and then you, it is nice that on a sad occasion the house can be filled with laughter. Which I think, yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Okay, so I'll quickly fly through the negatives. Of course, there's always more negatives than there is positives with these type of things, but we won't focus too much on them. I'll just mention them. So, um, the first one I have is it's obviously the reason that you're there. That's the biggest negative. Um, you can't get any peace when you want it. Even when you're up upstairs, there's hustle and bustle. There's people. You can just hear loads of noise. Um, you have to put a brave face on even when you feel like you don't want to. Yeah. What's that noise? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, spirit. I'm trying to have a tender moment here. <laughs> Happy hey, he screamed in next space. <laughs> um, <don't>... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like my, I don't know, you don't know my mic. No. Um, yeah, you have to put a brave face on when you don't feel like it and you have to function as normal, even though there's nothing normal about the circumstance that you're going through. Um, a big negative for me is the mess and the clutter and everything being moved and, oh, I can't bear that. Um, there is constant cleaning of cups, especially. Um, you don't get any sleep. If you can, well done. Or very limited sleep. Um... Too many cooks in a kitchen. It can be very domineering personalities or people just want to keep busy. Um, and that can cause drama. Um, the constant attending to others, like guests, family always get pushed aside. I said that before. Um, the coffin leaving the house and the burial when it's lowered, it's so final. It's finite. It's horrible. That's a really bad negative. Um coming back to the house after the funeral horrible um 
the the service itself, depending on if you have a religious service, which Irish Catholics, that's what they do. Um, the family chose songs to be played at Granny's funeral, songs that she loved. And they said that one of the songs we couldn't have because it was a non-holy song. So we had to choose another, which I think is fucking ridiculous. It should be based on what the person wants. If the person wants a fucking song, you play the fucking song. I don't care if it's not about God or Jesus, play the fucking song. Um, and again, with readings, you, we weren't allowed to choose any readings. We had to just have the readings that was on that Sunday Mass itself. Um, and the last kind of negative I have is men don't do anything at a wake. Um, they move furniture around and stuff, but when they're actually at the wake, well, actually, I will tell the lie, we're becoming very modern now. Um, the grandchildren were doing a lot of stuff, so I will put that out there. But what I mean by this comment is there was an elderly man whom I served some tea to, and he goes, oh, the men don't usually do this. And I was like, that's because we're now in an equal opportunities world. <laughs> and I wanted to say, hunt, but I didn't. Um, so yeah, and that's what I mean, like the tradition of like the women do all this stuff. Why don't the men get up and fucking lift their finger? Which I will say, Granny's Wake, a lot of the grandsons did. There we go. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the negatives I have. Have you got anything to add to that? And then we can kind of move on to the juicy tea stuff. This is kind of the more serious kind of <laughs> sad, mopey stuff that you have to explain. Um, and then we can get on to the tea spilling. Literally. I think one of the main, well, apart from obviously the person dying, but is that whenever you come back after the funeral and maybe the food and stuff you've had after, it's like, and nobody's there. The house has been full in the last couple of days. So as you said, it's like a distraction. And then you come back and there's nobody there kind of thing. Yeah. You know, that's a really hard part. But as well at um, Daddy's Wake, so like down the hallway, like he was laid out in my Daddy's bedroom. Uh -huh. And there's other like bedrooms and stuff down around there. So we had all those doors closed. And different times, there was a couple of nosy neighbours who they're known to be nosy. My aunties had to chase them from going to like lock in those rooms. It's like, you have no call to be there. Do you know what I mean? So like people just taking away or like, as I say, neighbours were helping out. So they probably took a wee gawk through the kitchen cupboard and all too. Like, do you know what I mean? It's just, but they're pure nosiness anyway. Um, and then the other thing, which the first time I had seen it, was actually at your granny's funeral, which maybe because I hadn't been at a funeral on a Sunday before, mm. but was that they still did the collection at the funeral? Yeah. Like, I know they obviously didn't come near the family, but then was it the week after that or something? There was some of my aunties or somebody was at a funeral on a Sunday and they did the same. And it's just like, you can hold off doing the mass collection for one day. like. Yeah, but that granny's, there was a normal mass service that day. Granny's mass was a, a separate mass. Because it was later, it was at like 2 yeah. p.m. I think it was. So that was a separate mass. There shouldn't have been a collection at that mass. Collections were already done for the Saturday and Sunday masses. So I just have this pure fucking brass neck of a cunt. It is. No, absolutely. Don't get me started on priests. <laughs> <laughs> um, the thing about the nosy neighbours, I agree. Oh my God, there are people, as I said, they come, it's a day out for them and they, they get their food and they get a yeah. like, day out. And maybe they're a little nice, fair enough, I suppose, as long as they don't cause no bother, fair enough. Um, there was a comment on Granda's Wake, for example, and Granny always said she didn't know who the woman was who said this to Granny. 
But there was a woman who came to Grandis Lake years ago and said to Granny, who, you know, she just lost her husband, and said, oh, at least she'll get your heat and oil free now. Granny was like, I want to sing for the bitch. Cool. Like, Granny's not even thinking about getting free fucking heat and oil. She's never even mind thinking about how she's getting through the fucking day. Never mind that. Like, people are just so... I don't even understand people. Like, maybe it's an awkward thing. They just, they don't know what to say. Maybe that's what it is, but... And of course, you think about that, opening your doors. And people probably come to awake to say, I've always wanted to see the inside of that house. Now I'm going to get a chance to judge what the inside of their house looks like. Yeah. I do think there is that thing too. Like, I know anytime I go to awake or a funeral, I'm like, oh my God, what if I say something stupid here? Like, I remember one of my friends, her granny died. And obviously went in to see the remains and all. And then we were sitting having our cup of tea and everything. And then she came to chat to us, my friend. And she said something about like embarrassing that happened to her, and I was like, "Oh my god, I died!" And then I realised what I did. But like, you just laugh. Why don't you do it? Like, it's you know, but wee things like that, wee stupid things like that. You say it like even at um, Daddy's wake to one of his cousin's wife, where I was sitting up chatting to her, and she was like, "Oh, your daddy was only telling me the other day that you never came to see him, and he missed you so much and all." And I was like, uh, "You telling me this right now?" I like that, but again, I don't. I think she was making conversation. Yeah. I didn't mean it in a malicious way. Kind of thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think some people just it can be like, and then other people just yeah don't give a shit to just say it. You know? I think it's the intent behind it. I think if you know they're genuine and they they've made a mistake and they just yeah. word vomit for the sake of it, but there could be people who just fucking are cons. Yeah. Um, what about you, Shani? You didn't turn any negatives. We discussed them. Fab. Okay, we're gonna get into the juicy stuff now. So that's that's all the kind of the morbidy stuff. We're gonna get into the juicy stuff now. So always at wakes and funerals, there's always a bit of drama. There's always family fights. Obviously, emotions are an all-time high. So there's always stuff like that. And then there's also these funny little quirky things that happen. Um. So is there any stories that you would like to share, drama or funny or both? Yeah. <laughs> so you know like if you stir at something long enough, it can look like it's moving. Yes. So <laughs> my uncle, whenever I think was it the morning of the funeral maybe and the priest was doing like the last um prayers and stuff, you know, before they close the coffin. And so we were obviously all standing around and I, I just must have been just looking and I was only about maybe like twelve or thirteen maybe. Um and I was just like staring at his corpse. And next thing I thought his mouth started open. So I like elbowed my sister and I was like, oh my God, like he's moving. And she was in shock and she moved such a way that she knocked over a candle that was behind her. <laughs> but thankfully nothing like caught fire and like some, I don't know, one of the adults like caught it straight away. But then that made me laugh in the middle of the prayers and I'm like in the room with the remains. But it was funny, like you can look back on it and laugh. <laughs> oh my god. Uh any others? I remember because I was actually trying to remember, I haven't been to that many funerals and I keep mixing the two up because they're both quite similar. But I remember it was my grand's funeral. I was like as I like walking the coffin like down the road to like I guess to the church or whatever. Um one of the younger cousins so like they were all at the back pretty much like he must be about four or five at the time but he just kept wanting to play and like, mess about so he kept like talking at me being like 
come on, let's like run about and play roll the road. And just kept trying to go mad. And I was trying to calm down, but like, no, like, you have to be somewhat like sensible here. Like, your mum and dad don't want you doing that. But also, I couldn't tell them off. Even. Like, I was only like maybe 14, 15 at the time. I don't know what age was, maybe a bit older. Um, and I was just like, no, sorry, I can't play right now. And he just didn't get that this wasn't a thing. He was just like, why is no one playing with me? But I just thought it was so funny that he was just running about <laughs> laughing, like on the road, like, not, like this was just normal. Just up and down the street. And I was like, this kid is not clear what's happening. And everyone else kind of looking, and I was just like, ah, oh, well. You're like, I'm not with it. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it, I don't care. Oh, that's so awkward. Like, you think his parents would have explained to him what was happening, like, you have to walk. Yeah, no, they, there was none of that. He was just running about trying to, kept trying to fight me and, like, just mess about. But, like, oh, that's just like, what, let us straight and race. And I was like, yeah, no, we can't race right now. <laughs> <laughs> just racing ahead of the coffin just to beat him to <laughs> any memories or stories from you Shanine or any drama like so fab okay so um, I'm going to say the funny ones that I can remember first and then I'll go on to the drama so for me Granny's Wake Evie's sisters were fabulous um, Maria and Durfle, if you're listening, which I hope you are, um, uh, when they came in for the hour or the tours or however long they were there, it was just fabulous. They were so funny. It was my first time like meeting her sisters, and they were just hilarious, and it took your mind off the situation and everything. Like it was so so funny. Um, as Saz and Melissa, Tiernan and Patty and Sarah and Evie and stuff like they all took our minds off and made us laugh and, um. Made some happy memories and a sad time. Um, it's funny to me from people bringing food or story food. People, I don't know how to word this. So people bringing food. It's funny how you can see a certain level of one-upmanship in terms of like <laughs> yeah. the brand of tea bags or with the brand of sandwiches or the brand of biscuits and some people actually I noticed left receipts in bags <laughs> there was a bag that came from across what you call that over the hill um, and the left receipts and I'm sure it was probably just like a, a thing but it was like it's funny to me how there are there were stories of people bringing certain items of food and it was like they brought that over and over again and it's like okay we get the picture that's where they brought that from um a funny memory from Granny's funeral is that the Irish national anthem was played. Granny's <laughs> um, coffin was taken out of the hearse. Um, the national anthem started to play, and we were all like, "The song wasn't chosen, but it was like a live version." And I was thinking, like, as I'm sure you wish, Nancy, this was like a live version of the anthem that was just put on, but there was interference from a football field, like an own bag. And they, the chapel speakers picked it up. And it was just, it was such, like, I always say, Granny made that happen. Because it was weird timing. She's been taken out of the hearse. And the flyers were being brought into the chapel. So as they were bringing the flyers up the aisle of the chapel, the national anthem started to play it. And everyone stood up. <laughs> and it was just like, oh, my God, it was so funny. When you look back on it, like, and Granny was not, like, that nationalist she was not like into all that stuff like but it was just so funny how it was just fabulous um 
okay, I already said the night before the funeral, me and Tishy stood up and we were having a laugh about um, shave your arsehole and all that there. <laughs> like that question in the group that we always discuss. <laughs> Comes up way too often. That's, that's another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, the priest had done Granny's funeral. His singing was so bad; it was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> On the way down in the car, Melissa and I were talking about you know laughing at inappropriate times, and I was like, "Yeah, there could have been different times at mass that something's happened that I've learned." And when he, <laughs> I, I, it was because he. He was closing his eyes and he was so into it and all, and I was like, oh my god. He, he was just completely taken away from the somber moment. I know. Like, me and Kevin kept, like, looking at each other and, like, trying not to laugh and stuff, and I'm like, we're, like, going to be burying their granny, and, like, I was trying not to. But then the man at the end, was he singing responses to or what was he was singing? <laughs> It will need There was no change. <laughs> but they love singing a song in that chapel, honestly. And it's like, just yeah. sing, so just stop it. Like, what? what? He was singing all the time with that one specific bit. Was it the communion or something? And it was like, uh, that one bit. And he was like, was it the, reflection? the blood of Christ or something. I don't, I don't even know what he was singing, but it was like that one specific bit. It was like, oh my God. Funny. At a funeral. Um, I think um, at the funeral, what helped me and what maybe took some aggro off, maybe not anger is the right word, but took some worry off the family, it was, I think, because I was like so, they were worried I was going to kick off at everything, like about the eulogy being wrote and we had given ideas and then I heard it was wrote and I was like, what, when was it wrote? And then they were all like, <gasps> scared that I was going to kick off kind of thing. So that's kind of like takes your mind off things. So... One's welcome. Um, <laughs> I got not a good distraction, Kevin. That people clarify you and eat the fucking. <laughs> I think it is, and um, the funniest thing that happened was during Granny's funeral service. Um, Nick went up to get communion. <laughs> Now he didn't make his first Holy Communion. He was he's he was his I think his mom's Catholic and his dad was Protestant, but he was never raised religious. So he just seen he was sitting in the second row with the family and he just seen all the family getting up and he's like, I'll get up here and just take it. Um, <laughs> and it was my her great auntie who was serving it and she's very religious and um you know the way you're meant to put your hands out or stick your tongue out? And they say it was the body of Christ and you go a man and they'd either stick it on your tongue or put it in your hand and you just put it in your mouth, bless yourself and go. He literally, so she was standing with the communion and she must have said body of Christ and he just picked it out of her hand. <laughs> and I don't even know, thanks, or I don't know what he said. He just picked it up and her hand. Then the on her face was just like she wanted to go through him like it was oh. like it, it must have been so disrespectful for her because she at least he did take it out of the challenge Imagine. oh <laughs> that would have been <laughs> so funny because he literally just went so she was holding it and he just went like <laughs> and then the whole family were in stitches laughing i was like what the fuck did you just do <laughs> oh that's so funny i think granny would have been 
just laughing at that like she really really would have like it was funny so Nick again it was his first time like a kind of like an Irish baker an Irish Catholic funeral so he wasn't meant to know and I never had the gumption to think Nick's never like had communion before mm. I didn't I didn't notice it until he was there and I was like fuck <laughs> <laughs> and I never thought to tell him either like I just assumed he wouldn't go up but there you go um so yeah that's some funny story memories I have um about wakes and granny's funeral and granny's wake and stuff so um some dramatic things that have happened over funerals i've been to um is so nick wasn't well during granny's like wake and funeral he was really not well and that was just like a drama because he had to go to hospital a few times and he missed out on some things and he wasn't really there he had to be cooped up in the room and people were asking for him and it was like have enough to deal with and now next section it means that was a, a drama um we had a member of the family who fainted at uh granny's week so that was dramatic and to deal with that um we also had uh tea gate where is too many cooks in the kitchen people are fighting over who's making tea who's not making tea have cups of tea went out already have people collect the cups yet uh always a drama always a thing those sandwiches aren't good enough that tea's too weak people telling you to shush and then i say don't tell me to shush and they you know run off huffing loads of drama loads of problems over fucking cups of tea <laughs> and sandwiches um the story i mentioned granny's eulogy was written we were all asked for ideas uh, me and Sinead wrote like a list of stuff sent it off um, we weren't told that it was written I was ready to kick off and say when was it written when was it written and then her cousin's face was just like <gasps> <laughs> and then what did he say Sinead I can't remember I don't know I can't um, yeah but anyway it was like it, it was funny but it was drama at the same time um there were logistics you know at every funeral there's always logistics about who's lifting the cough and if you leave someone out do they get offended um it, it happens at every funeral and people don't realize that people can get offended so there's communication issues and things like that like things do happen like that logistically um, um Aaron, then you might want to mute your mic i can hear you clicking away there with your mouse yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> very good no yeah. <laughs> it would need to be it's supposed to be expensive <laughs> um and the last just because screen keeps freezing so i keep moving it to try and like fix it <laughs> and the last one i have is there's always a fight over like what pictures to use or what gifts to put up for the the funeral service and things like that like we've done a social media post for granny like from the undertakers and it was like the fights over what picture it was who had the best picture and a picture of Philip, you're using the word fight wrongly. There were not <laughs> like there were just like <laughs> arguments about maybe not arguments, but they were like my picture's better than your picture kind of thing. Vibe. Um so yeah, there's always drama. I can go into specifics, but I don't want to. Um, because it's a family listening to the podcast or whatever. But that's generic as well. That's also for every kind of funeral, every kind of wake. Those are generic things that happen. Are there any other dramatic things that happen at funerals that you've been to I had I think it was my cousin's funeral maybe I'm trying to remember which one it was but I remember when we were walking out of the chapel 
my mom's like phone had kept ringing it the entire time that we were there. And she was just like, I wonder what this is. And it just kept ringing and ringing. And then eventually, I think she sort of like went to look at it to see what it was about who was ringing me, like what can this be so urgent about? And it was just like my school principal at the time ringing to find out why I wasn't in school. And she was just like, like she called her by address and was like, what the hell are you on about? And he says like, oh, she's not in school. And she's like, I know he's at a funeral. Like, he's new to this. Like, he, he's not going to be in all week. He hasn't been in for the last three days. Why is this such a big deal? And they were just like, Reg, and I hadn't shown up at school. And he must have rang over 30 times trying to get through. And she was just like, why is he such a dick? And I was just like, I don't know. Thought, like, I was broke out. Why didn't he care? That's a bit ridiculous. That was really funny. I just thought it was funny. They kept ringing and ringing. Yeah. Oh. I was like, surely she doesn't pick up once. She'd just be like, all right, they're clearly doing something. Let's forget about her. It's like, no, I'm not desperate to have them back in school. Yeah, no. Right, is there anything else you want to say or we'll move on? Yeah. Right, so uh, I was just like, I know it, it feels like very morbid topic that we've just done. Like, I feel kind of deflated <laughs> in a way discussing it. But like, I just thought like, especially for me and Shane, we've just been through it. I know, Saj, you've been through stuff in your past and I'm sure Tina and you have as well. So I just thought it's like kind of like a kind of therapy session. To, to it's interesting knowing what other people do like in their traditions and stuff too yeah like to discuss it and things like that so i put out a question box um for people to write in about any stories that they have from like their weeks and funerals and stuff like that so um let me see what people okay so the first one is you can tell the people a mile away that just turn up for the sandwiches yes <laughs> we have discussed that in length <laughs> people do just turn up yeah i agree uh the next one is your granddad having okay so the granddad dead he's the one deceased so your granddad having an affair in his 20s you're sorry no start again your granddad having an affair in his 20s your nan dies in his 60s and he shacks straight up with the mistress that turns up to a funeral. Oh my god! <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, I have a word with my brother who wrote in, so I know. Not a quick little question box. Come on. Oh my god. I need to give us part two next video. Scandalous. Mm-hmm. Like, what would you say to your granddad? Like, shameless hussy? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> right, so the fact that he's had an affair since he's 20 and the nan died when she was 60, I'm going to assume they're the same age. So he's been having an affair for 40 years. Is that what you're going to tell me? But maybe they weren't. Maybe they, they, they stopped and then they just rekindled it after she was dead. All right, but if they're saying he's shacked up straight away... That's so bad. But the audacious, I don't know where the audacious thing is. I don't even know. Um, the she was at the wake in the fucking funeral. We did. What about her? Like, was she like a a friend of both of them? Was she like a family friend? Or was she just the woman that he had an affair with? Like, did the family know about the affair when she showed up? Mm -hmm. Or like, maybe she's like, you know, in wedding crashers, they go to like funerals to get dates. Yeah. 
But I want to know, like, did the family know about the affair before this? And did she show up with the gall of knowing that this family's clearly going to hate her? Because she's right. almost right in the family. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this person needs to provide us with more detail, yeah. please. Did you know? Or is this like a story later down the line? And is your grand, did your grand just stay with this woman? We need so many unanswered questions. I'd like to know the answer to we're like an episode of East End. <laughs> um, okay, the next person. The elderly priest standing inches from the grave whipped out a disgusting looking yellow stained plastic bottle of holy water. It's very descriptive. Of holy water. <laughs> Peered intently into the grave while splashing the holy water and then nearly overbalanced and fell into the grave. I've called. That would be fun. It sounds like um, he might have lifted the wrong bottle. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking a wee sample. He was something. <laughs> I just saw because he almost stepped over. You meant he was drunk. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe that's Right, so that's our topic done on Irish wakes and funerals. I think we've covered everything. I, I apologise to the listener and to you guys if you feel like it was a morbid topic. But I just thought it would be good to learn, especially for people who listen to the podcast who are predominantly English. It's like you can learn about... Predominantly English. Predominantly English. Like, for people that... Like, a lot of the friends of the pod are half English, half Irish. So i like the English. It would have been helpful if the, one of the English people were free and they could explain mm-hmm. their kind of thing. I know, like, Muslims, for example, their dead are buried within 24 hours. Like, that's just mental. But then don't, and I'm not speaking for all English, but don't some of them, they don't have the funeral for, like, a couple of weeks. Oh, it's weeks. It's fucking crazy. You know, like, that's mad. It's like, you almost, like, kind of mourn. That you mourn them and then, then have to go again. Then you go back to work and then you, you're, you're like off again. For, oh, it's weird. There's one of the South East Asian religions, I can't remember which, but they dig the body up on the anniversary every year and like have mm-hmm. another, like, similar to what we would have a wag where they all just sit around the body and like have it out and just be like, all right, they're back for a wee visit and treat it like they're still around. Like every year on the, on the anniversary, they just bring a bag Like, do you mean they take the body out of the coffin or whatever the person? Yeah. They take it out. They have it like embalmed so it doesn't rot as quickly or whatever. Um, And they just bring it out every so often, dress it up, and be like, all right, you're back. I don't like it. It's half the crack. Oh, you're back. That's <laughs> a, I can't remember the name of it, but I know, I know I've read about them before. I was like, that's so weird. That charity stuff. I'm back. Um, that is weird. <laughs> I don't mean offensive weird but it's just like not what we're used to but like that is also that's going to stir up trauma every single year for you you're going to go through the same like painful memories and stuff of that person not being there anymore like I couldn't do that like no way I suppose if you're brought up like that you may be accustomed <laughs> to it and you're used to it but like oh my god no I couldn't do that Um. okay so the last section we move on to every week is the advice section. So we're almost on the podcast, guys. Um, you're all dying to go to bed, I can tell. <laughs> um, okay, so put a question bo- question box out for advice every week. And okay, so I'm going to read out just two because you're all tired. I'm going to go to bed. So the first one is. <laughs> 
Very simple, fun little one, Coke versus Pepsi. Which one would you prefer? Oh, this is not simple. Um, is it, it really depends. Is it ordinary Pepsi or is it Pepsi Max? The person just said yeah, one yeah. Pepsi. Well, if it's just Coke or Pepsi, I'm going to say Coke because I drink ordinary Pepsi. Right. And I'll drink Pepsi Max. Okay, but just for shits and giggles, it's all types of Coke and it's all types of Pepsi. Coke Zero. Oh, Saz, yeah. Out of the black. Oh, no, that's the, um, oh, I do like that because it's less sugar. Less calories. I, but I mean, you know, if say calories aren't a thing, right? Or 40. You know, thing. Um, we'll, no, we just pretend they're not. So, you know, if all types of coke and everything's open, just pretend it's not really a thing and you're just going by taste. I would, I'd be really scrubbed. I don't, between I don't like the taste of the coke. Because, uh, like, I really like Pepsi Max, but I also really like coke. But Pepsi Max, like you said, has less calories. I don't, I don't mind Pepsi Max, but I would, wouldn't drink it all that often. I had more Coke Zero. I was going to say Coke. You see, I don't have to go for full on normal Pepsi. What'd you say, Jordan? Yeah, I'm going to say full fat normal Pepsi. Normal Pepsi? Normal Coke or normal Pepsi? Like, I can't drink either of them. Yeah, but yeah I always drink Pepsi, Pepsi Max. Like No, I love. There must be a delay because we're all speaking Pepsi and Coke things at different times. Um, I love normal Pepsi. I wish they started uh, cinemas. No, normal Pepsi's just wrong. Normal Pepsi is an aftertaste that I don't like. So what are we saying? Well, what I'm normal, Pepsi. normal Pepsi sizes, Coke Zero. Coke Zero. Sinead, your Pepsi Max. No, I said Coke. Normal Coke and Tiernan and you are. Pepsi Max. See, we're all all Coke Zero. <laughs> Pepsi Max or Coke Zero. We're all different. So people oh, the person who wrote in, um maybe drank all four. I <laughs> <laughs> think they were just trying to stir up from They are what they were, definitely hundred percent. I know. Restart the double. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay, the next question. Ooh, just saying. Is it ever okay to ask or capitals tell <laughs> your partner to stop being friends with someone? I don't really think you can do that. Yeah, I'm, you know. I'm, yeah. I, based on personal experience, think it depends on the context. No, but I mean, you can't dictate to somebody who they can and can't be friends with. I know you can't or you shouldn't. But it really depends on context on who that person is. But I mean, at the end of the day, if you're talking to an adult, they're capable of making their own decisions. Like, so um, if somebody turned around and said to me, you can't be friends with them anymore, I'd be like, wise up, I'll do what I want. No, I know what you're saying. And I, that's bad. Then you would say the exact same thing if somebody told you not to be friends with someone. Yeah, but the difference is my friends aren't cons. <laughs> <laughs> I do what I see. It's going to hit you now. I'm going to do you for all guys. I was just going to say that, like, you should trust your your partner as such that that shouldn't matter. You should, like, why would you not want to be friends with someone? What is the issue? You know, they're good at picking, they're, they're clearly, if you like them, they should be good at picking people. You should have a similar sort of taste in friends. Um, so there shouldn't be an issue. 
I'm not going to say names, but I am going to mention personal experience for me is Nick. Nick is friends with a person or people um, whom I would not piss on if that they or them were on fire. And I would prefer if Nick didn't keep their company anymore because I don't like the person. They've done really shitty things. And if Nick's still friends with them, they're still in my life and I can't cut them out. Now, if I was single, I'd have no problem cutting them out. Never see them, never hear them ever again. When you're married or in a relationship or it's an in-law of a family member or whomever it is, you don't like them, you're done with them, they've done shitty things. It's, it's more difficult to get rid of the person. So again, it's context for me because... I would prefer if Nick didn't speak to them. Uh, because of the things that they have done. Like, I know you shouldn't, but I do. Because right, from personal experience, the per no good. The pe the people or person is no good. They are a shitty friend to Nick. It's because it, Nick's a very, you know what he's like. He's very airy fairy. I love him to bits, but he's very trustworthy. He's very loving. Yeah. He he doesn't see the badness in people where I do. I don't trust anybody. And it's if I see that you've done something, Nick's just like, oh, that's what they're like, you know. And I'm like, well, that's not that's not good. Like that's and just because you've been you know, friends with per uh, people for a long, long time or it's a family member or just because someone gives birth to you, it doesn't mean they have to be in your life. Like, it's, to me, that's an excuse and you're holding on to something that I don't know what what it is that you need from that relationship. But I, I just think if the person is only contacting you about themselves, um, you know, I notice periods of time where these, these people only contact Nick whenever their lives are quiet and they need something to do or talk to and Nick will go um, I, mean, I think there's a difference in how you frame things so this person saying you know can I tell my partner not to be friends with somebody well you can ask or so I think there's a difference in how you frame it so if they're going in saying you can't be friends with them anymore like to me it's like somebody you'll automatically go and do the other thing because you're like well how dare you tell me what to do mm. whereas if you said to the person like look at all these examples of how they've treated you you know my advice would be that like why do you bother with them anymore mm. like you probably shouldn't bother and be friends with them anymore but that's up to you at the end of the day like i think those are two different responses yeah I know, I know what you're saying, and for me, I have pointed out all these things to Nick as well that these people have done, and he still is in contact with them, still meets up, still sees the people, and I'm mind boggled by it. And, and Nick is the type of person that has to learn the hard way, unfortunately, but. The thing for me, it's 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 not like it's not a solo relationship here. It's like the the person's also impacting my life because I mentioned like ragging your shit about canceling plans. 
the person's impacting my plans because my plans have now been cancelled for this person that had pre-organized things and it's like this person's still in my life and I can't get rid of them if you know what I mean so it's like in my head I'm like it's me or them and I feel like Nick's chosen them over plans do you know what I mean that's that's the thing that rags my shite and it's like I've pointed out all these things to you about what this person or people do to you and you're still going to let like do you know what I mean it's 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 very it depends on the context for me about can you ask someone to stop being friends with someone it depends because it's fine if you're single and you're in, you know, you can be who friends what you want, but you also have to think about the person you're with or the family that you have. Does that person create a negative impact on your lives, if you know what I mean? So I can sort of kind of say it both ways in like a shopping twist. I kind of agree with what you need to say. Like, you don't have a right to tell them they can't be friends with them, but you can point out the obvious problems with it uh, and explain why and be like, like, it's a problem. But then what you're saying there, like, it has impact on your life. I agree that well, you can just be like, well, you can interact with you on, but I'm not going to. Like, I know I have friends who have friends in common. I'm like, I don't like that person. And I make it very clear I don't like it. And I was like, I'll put up, I'll tolerate their presence, but I'm not going to sit and be nice to them and put up with their shit. Like, I know a couple of friends of like friends who I just think are terrible people and will just say terrible things. I'll call them out on it mm-hmm. and it'll make things awkward and difficult. And I'll be like, yeah, but they, they'll learn. And mm-hmm. I, I don't care if they get offended or if they want to take issue with it because I'm like, no, if you're going to, be this like a bad person I, i'm going to call you out and say yeah like they don't yeah. say they make a joke i'm like that's not funny that's not a joke that's just you being a dick and man your behavior and i never feel like oh you can't be like saying other people as antagonistic and i'm like well i don't like them i'm not going to pretend to just because someone else here yeah. like is also friends with them but i'll say this to the person but yeah you're so and so i don't like them and i'm going to make that very clear if you want to hang out with them work away this is why i wouldn't and if they're around me i will ha- i will tolerate their presence but I'm not going to pretend like I like them. I think it's completely different though for a friend and a partner because with a friend you with a friend you don't have to see but with a partner you're you're always around your partner I'd like to hope <laughs> but it, it's like I just I just I can't even I, I'd love to tell you specific details but I can't well I could but I just don't want to grow from Nick. <laughs> He's not going to listen in a way. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't really matter what we say here. You have it in your head what's right and you will not. No, I don't know. I have said, like, I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying you need context and you need specific context. Like, in my head, I would love Nick to stop being friends with these people because they treat him like shit. And then I have to listen to this shit. And then tell Nick, this is what they do. And they're also affecting my mental health in terms of they're ruining my fucking plans. And I also have to listen to the shit that goes on with these people. I'm not interested. But I'm not saying that you can't be friends with these people. But I would like to say that. I think that kind of answers it then. You you can't tell anyone, but you can suggest. Well, the, the person did you know, say it's okay to ask or tell. So, well, ask and tell is two different things, isn't it? Like, I, but I'm at my breaking point where I'm telling at this point with these individuals. And, uh, but if we go back to the questions for this person so we can give them an answer, mm. 
not based on you. Yeah, it depends on context. It really does. I need more context because I my answer will change depending on what the context is. If if it's just a person you don't like for the simple fact that you don't like, then no, you can't say that. But if this person you notice their behavioral patterns are not very good, they're not very nice people, then yes, you can ask or tell. In my opinion. Yeah, I kind of see what you mean. Now, it depends why they want to tell not to be friends with them anymore. Yeah. Because if they've, like, say, for example, out of the blue, if they stole money off you, then I will tell you don't be friends with that person. Or if they've shagged your mother or something, then you don't be friends with them. Or if they've killed your dog, and then don't be friends. You know, there's, like, there's contextual things here that need. Yeah. Also, if it's an ex-partner or something as well, I can see why you'd be like, I would rather you didn't have any sort of contact yeah. with them but again it's up to that person to decide what to do ultimately yeah, yeah if it's an ex so you can't really tell them well that's for an ex so you can't tell them not to be but you can say I yeah. would have issue with it I mean, that's a whole yeah. different topic I mean if I'm not sure your relationships but if Nick was friends with one of his exes I would not be fucking happy about that that's it yeah <laughs> Anyway, so person that rut in, um, you can maybe give us a bit more context, um, you know, around what it is. But so, Kevin, yeah, Kevin thinks that he needs more context, but basically that you can ask and tell. I feel like you can't really tell people what they can and can't do or who they can and can't see, but you can explain your rationale behind why you think that you shouldn't, mm. they shouldn't be falling with them. I will just say one more point on this question <laughs> you'll die in any hell of so no well, no because I know that I'm not right what I'm saying I know I am wrong you can't tell anybody but it does depend on context in my head though and I thought it <laughs> in my head though for this person to write in it must be a serious problem well tell them to you need to tell Kevin you're not I can't just be like Please just give me more contact. I, I just, I, do you know, to me, I think you can. I really do. It depends on the person. It really does. It's context. If it's a simple little thing, then no, you can't. But if it's a big, big thing, like the people in my life, then yes, you can. I, you can tell people not to be friends with people. Because the thing is here, it's all about mental health. If you can't get rid of these people because the person you're with in your life then they need to decide, are you more important or are the friends more important? Because if they're affecting your mental health, then you need to get rid of them. And if that's that you have to leave a relationship, then you have to leave a relationship. Because if them people are doing you more harm than good, then bye-bye boyfriend. There's so many layers to this question. <laughs> I think we could do a separate podcast on this, so person, please just get off the stick. Except... Yeah, no, I, I, I could talk about this for hours. <laughs> We're just going around in circles. Like, that's all of it. Yeah, yeah, we're never going to agree here. Like, so please write our word right back in and let us know what you do. Do you ask or do you tell and what's the outcome? Let us know, please. And let it... Well, actually, can I make one point, actually, before we end? Yeah. And can I give an alternative solution? Yeah. It's just like, don't tell them not to be friends with them. Just ruin the friendship. Like, <laughs> yeah. hell, I just, 
All right, just just cut this. Just get this person cut out of your life. I don't know, ruin their life somewhere. Fend <laughs> them for a crime. Fend them for a crime. I don't know. Just just subtly convince the person that they're you know something against them. Like, there's, there's other ways to do that. Separate people. Just be creative. Don't just be like, oh, I don't want to be friends with this person. Like it says, well, maybe they go do it. Just come up with another thing. Just like slowly but surely start doing something that would annoy them, so they'll cut themselves out. Or you know, take it further. We're gonna come back to this question a later date. We're gonna do next week. We're gonna <laughs> do a podcast episode for three hours on telling your partner to stop being friends with someone. <laughs> oh, that was a nice little positive finish, wasn't it? To the morbid episode. We're <laughs> just all going around in circles for like ten minutes. <laughs> more people on the podcast, you think, like me. Oh, no. Fab. Okay, so that brings us to the end of the podcast. Hopefully we've helped you with keeping you obsessed. <laughs> the date was correct. I definitely you have helped that person. Probably <laughs> <laughs> more confused. We were more fucking decisive about Pepsi or Coke. I will say this. If you're a petty bitch, go for my advice. And if you're more forgiven, go with the other threes. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to cut these lot out of my life. These people are terrible advice. <laughs> oh, fucking hell, that's me to giggle. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, so that brings us to the end of the podcast. I'd like to thank everyone for listening. If you've listened this far, please like, share, review, give us five stars on all good podcasts and apps and services like Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple, all the others. Um, I'd like to thank my guests to my gals Saz and Sinead and to the first other man on the podcast Tierna <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're representing that like misrepresented like group of people Tierna yeah white straight men <laughs> the white straight men who what need to have their voices heard exactly <laughs> um okay um take your milk thistle drink responsibly and we will yeah. see you next week goodbye <laughs> bye bye bye, bye. <laughs>